Ah, yes! Finally! My favorite bench. Balboa Park! The often overlooked! Often. Often overlooked. Um, well, got a lot of free time lately, given current events. Chris? Standing in solidarity with uh, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Oh, um, hello! Chris, Chris, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. It's, uh, it's nice to see you here in Balboa Park, but I was supposed to be meeting Dennis. We got we to gotta record oh. uh, an episode of Movie Toast News and Reviews. Have you no, seen him? I, I, I haven't. I, I, I in, in fact, I might have hacked his email, getting him on a list, you know, uh, oh. distribute more materials on behalf uh, oh, of what's okay. going on here. He's busy. Uh, all right. But uh, Chris, I really, I really need to, to say goodbye to you because I oh, we got a lot of things to talk about. I don't know. I oh. wish you could film a movie and then we could talk about that movie later on. I, I bet you have so much work to do. I, I, I wish I wish I did. I had to leave set. I was on Fast and the Furious 17. It was great. No, no was you were They're not. Even, what? You're not. You don't look a thing like Vin Diesel. How could you be dumb? You know, CGI is quite impressive. Yeah, aren't you guys like fighting? I, I can't get into this with you right now, man. Fine, I'm happy fine. that you're striking. I, I'd love to talk to you later on. Maybe maybe later after the show, you can come back and we can talk. Fight the good fight. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. It's a movie toasty show. Oh, shit. Where's Dennis? Oh, son of a bitch. What in well, the folks, fuck? Well, movie well, oh, my hey, God. Hey, Dennis, uh, I tell you that that scamp was here again. I, you know what? This is Belboa Park. I saw. I, I thought I saw somebody running into the bushes. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Oh, it's, boy. It, it's a thousand fucking degrees out here. I don't know. <laughs> Being nonsense. What is going on? Yes. I can't. Yes, so. Uh, sorry, hey, I'm late. Sorry, hey. I'm late. It's all good. It's all good. Hi, how you doing? Welcome to episode 166 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. You believe that? Last week we had an interview with the Mad Heidi people. This oh. week we got 14 movies to talk about, and uh, we we got five to talk about uh, together. That's crazy. Yes, the biggest tag team uh, episode I think we've ever recorded. I think it's fair to say. I, I think so. Together. This yeah. is. This is like getting Hulk Hogan <laughs> and uh, Roddy Piper together. I get. I don't fucking Rowdy. know. I'm not a sportsman. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. <laughs> All right. He's rowdy, All right. sir. My, he is pretty rowdy. He's a rowdy. He's promiscuous scam. Met him. <laughs> uh, Dennis, I, I wish we could we we could talk and tell the toasties about uh, us going uh, to Universal together, about me yeah, going to Comic Con. It's been uh, years, by the way, toasties, since we've been able to hang out yeah. and finally got to happen. This, uh, this yeah, we last did. week, and but we, we this, met this, up with our with our buddy Rick, our and, biggest uh, we, fan, I might add, we, probably. We Rick, we uh, we, we, we did some Nintendo stuff, but uh, yeah, I I want to let you know that I ever I, I, I was able to get some interviews at Comic Con and hopefully put those out the next few weeks when we have off weeks like we did with the Mad Heidi. 
I don't know. Yeah. We've got, we've got some fun cool. stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, there, there's a little interview uh, Adam and I got to do together. We got to tag team a little bit that you guys yeah. you will be able to hear down the line. But we got a lot, like Adam said, we've got a whole lot of flicks to get to. we got a deep stack of toast. So uh, we should, let's, let's just move this right along, I think, man. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. Holes. Part is so much more fun to sing along with than mine. I, when I, when I listen to the mean, show, I listen. <laughs> I, I sing to your half. By the way, just I don't so know, you know who's who. To be honest with, you. well, your oh, sounds up. Oh. Mine sounds like a guy's like losing his mind. Um, <laughs> I think we should get that song remixed and, and dubbed in a different language and like 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 in in like Russian or like oh my god, uh, uh, international toasty fans. For the yes. love of God, if you speak another language, <laughs> if you could cover our poll song in another language, we would absolutely cut it into the show. It will be in an episode. Please, please <laughs> submit that. That would be amazing. Uh, that would be fantastic. Well, Dennis, th- that poll song means one thing. The Toasties went over to X, and uh, oh, that just God. sounds naughty. X. Over to our old our old Twitter page, and uh, they they uh, they they voted for some stuff. Up first, um, you reviewed the uh, movie End of Days on episode one hundred and sixty four, and so I got my mind racing, wondering what the Toasties' favorite apocalyptic film was out of a Quiet Place, The Hunger Games, I Am Legend, and Mad Max. Oh, goddamn. Oh, I mean, dude, hands down for me, it would be Mad Max, just like the style alone. I love the, Fair the visual, the look of that world is my favorite of all of those. So I think for me, it would have been I Am a Legend, but I, I got Mad Max again. That's a great um, one. So, so everyone got a little love. Yeah. 14% went to a quiet place. And then there was a three way 29, 29, 29 split for oh, the other three. Damn. So nice. I guess, yeah. So we're both in the uh, majority somehow, apparently. Uh, before uh, the op, yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, before the opening of Barbenheimer, I wanted to know which movie the Toasties were most excited about with Oppenheimer, Barbie, both or neither. Everything I mean, got a little love here. I was about to say, there's got to be a decent amount of both. Yeah, yeah. So five percent for neither, fourteen for both, thirty six for Oppenheimer, forty five for Barbster. <laughs> not a surprise. Not a surprise. Thing. No, that's not, not at all. Not, good not measure of stuff, though. I did. Makes sense. That's what I would expect. Yeah. That's what you. That's what, what we saw showing up at theaters. I feel like, in our uh, yeah, yeah. our experiences, <laughs> right. Um, then uh, I also the last full reviews episode I reviewed Indian and Jones and the Dial of Destiny so I want us to know out of these uh, Harrison Ford characters who's the most badass out of Indiana Jones Han Solo Rick Deckard and Jack Ryan oof I mean I'm gonna go Han Solo but those are, <laughs> those are some badass characters though uh, yeah yeah, damn. No, he's, he's played some pretty... Right? He's mm-hmm. played them all multiple times. Man. Yeah, yeah now solo. Every but day. I'm with you. So you can't go wrong with Han. Right. Uh, 
So speaking of which, oh my God, no, we don't get time. Well, yeah, I'm going to hijack it for a second. Did you hear the glorious news about the uh, Lando show? Oh, dude, I, it was funny. I'm pretty sure you've said exactly that in the past, hoping that that was the case. And thank God right? they were smart enough to listen. <laughs> like, it's funny, like the fact that like the director of the Haunted Mansion backed out uh, and now Donald Glover is doing it. But there was an uh, interview a while ago, like in the beginning of the year, I think in GQ or something like that, where where Donald Glover's like, I don't want to just do it for the sake of doing it. I want to do it with someone who understands it. Thus far, he himself understands it. Why not give it to him and his brother who ran a fantastic show? That's right. all I'll say. Sorry. I'm just very excited for it. Fuck yeah, man. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Zero yeah. percent uh, for Rick uh, Deckard. Eleven oh. percent for Jack Ryan. Eleven percent for Han Solo and a staggering 78 percent for Indy. Uh, I get it. He's hot. He's hot right now. So he has with a recent memory. Him. Fair enough. Right. He's not like the All savior right. of the Rebel Alliance or anything, but you know, whatever. No. He's just a humble teacher. He's just <laughs> seen some shit. <laughs> he shoot Darth Vader out of fucking space. <laughs> but, uh, uh, on the last uh, full review episode, I also reviewed Insidious, The Red Door, uh, and I uh, got my mind racing. Which non-franchise Blumhouse movie people like the most? How to get out, oh. upgrade the Invisible Man in the hunt. Oh, I mean, get and, out uh, still. Get out is still. Right? Fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, I liked all these movies, but uh, Get Out and Upgrade, I really liked. I liked The Hunt. I, God, I liked them all, but Get Out, I think, is probably the, the outlier for me. But uh, 0% went to The Hunt, which I thought there'd be a little love, but no. Yeah. 14% for Get Out, so nobody agrees with us. Only a small minority. Uh, 29% for Upgrade and 57% for The Invisible Man. I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that, but uh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, I, and that came, out, that came out uh, the beginning of COVID, like right as theaters were opening up again. Right. So I guess it left a good impression with people. Guess and so. sticking with the insidious red door uh, thing, uh, Patrick Wilson starred in that, and I wanted to know... Uh, what uh the Toasty's favorite Patrick Wilson film was out of Watchmen, Insidious, The Conjuring, and Aquaman. Watchmen. I liked him as was it Night Owl in Watchmen. Yeah, I but think so. Yeah. His insidious character was interesting too, because he's got that like <sighs> He feels that smoldering doom. It's like the it's like the Something about his delivery of just like, fuck, man, no, so many bad things are going to happen to you. <laughs> you just get that. He's so good at delivering this sense of impending doom. Mm. But like, you're not quite there yet. And I, I, yeah. I love that's how, kind of how he's carried that. But then this what's funny is like when you see him as Night Owl, he's such a timid guy. He's so like not mm-hmm. that, even though he's a fucking he's got to go like punch people in the face. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a. Right. I don't know why I'm leaning towards Night Owl myself personally. All right, that's cool. I get it. I get it. I thought a lot of the Toasties would agree with you, but zero percent for Watchmen. Wow, I'm okay. very shocked. I thought that would be a high one. That's a Zack Snyder superhero movie. You think people would love it? Right. Uh, but sticking with the low reviews of superhero movies, fourteen percent for Aquaman with a forty-three forty-three split with Insidious and The Conjuring. People like them in spooky Which, movies. 
Yeah, right. I, to be honest, I I started mixing the two series together after yeah. a while. I got really confused. They blend together. <laughs> which one is he being haunted? And which one is he the guy <laughs> hunting the haunted? Hunting the haunts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a crossover movie where he's two characters, the same guys meeting. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing. I would love that. Oh, my God. I'd watch the show out of that movie. <laughs> and the whole reason that this episode's coming out a little later is because we didn't have time to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. And to, to circle back to our first poll, now that it's been out, I want us to know which movies the Toasties have seen uh, with Barbie, Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, and uh, I haven't seen either. Yeah. yeah neither. Yeah. Um, well, my true and honest answer personally is Barbie. Then, unfortunately, did not. Fair get, enough. I, I we were trying to aim for a seventy millimeter screening. We found one closer, but the weekend got Ooh. filled up so fast. So, still, now, I'm still aiming for this week. That is at uh, uh, Sherman, the Sherman Oaks Regal. Oh, they have because they're all the same screens. It's not IMAX, but it's okay. still film huh. projection. It's the well, same thing we watched April yeah. eight. So. I, I I get that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of theaters have the the seventy millimeter projections. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, fair that's enough, fair enough. We we, we didn't that. make that one, so we we did get the Barbie in. But I I have a feeling you said both. Uh yeah, of course I did, Dennis. I'm not an amateur. <laughs> all right, not calling you an amateur, but I am. Like an amateur hour uh, over here. <laughs> hey, you saw one of the two. That's that. That's all that matters. That might be better than some of the toasties. Uh, fourteen, fourteen split for I saw Barbie and I saw Barbenheimer. Twenty nine percent have seen neither, and forty three percent seen Oppenheimer. Which is funny because if you remember the first poll, everyone was more stoked for Barbie right. than Oppenheimer. But it was the inverse here. I, I, I have a that theory. Interesting. When we get to our reviews, okay. I have a theory about these things, <laughs> and it will deal heavily with how I rate my review of Barbie. Um, oh, so I'm curious. Oh boy, I'm curious to see your response for that. But I. Excite, very excited for the end of this episode when we dig into these these uh, these hot flips. Yes, atomically hot. Yes, sir. Whew, smoldering hot. But let's start off with a little uh, uh, a movie that starts with some sexy hotness and then then gets a little dark and dirty. Dennis, a movie that comes out tomorrow in theaters, exclusively in theaters. I'm talking about the movie Till Death Do Us Part. You know, love. You know, it's an intense feeling of affection and concern toward another human being. Me, I haven't been in love. Come on, man, not that speech again, please. I am doing this to honor them. Where are you? I can't go through with it. I'm sorry, I thought I could. Come on, Anna, I love you. I love you too, but I went out. I went out of all of it. And you know better than anybody that's not possible. Well, we found your runaway bride. Why don't you just kick in the door? Because look at us. We are gentlemen. Clearly, she is not going to make this easy on us. Where is that beautiful bride? She's somewhere out here. No shit. A wedding, that is one thing. But you said you wanted out. Nobody gets out. 
You just don't decide you want to have a normal life. You're gonna regret this. We got a Bridezilla killer on the loose. Bang! You know, he told us not to hurt you. Oh, that's nice. The game has changed. Man, this is some bullshit. for round two. Are you ready? I'll show you what made me the Golden Gloves champion of my community. Um, do you, do you want to set this one oh, up? Or do you want me to set bells. it up? Uh, no, I, I got you. <laughs> I got you, boo. All right. Cool, so, cool. nothing quite like your, you know, getting ready for your wedding day. I, I mean, I don't know. I went to the courthouse. It was, it was nice, though. But I imagine all the all the hoopla. You're at the church. You got the you got the tuxes. You got the dresses. The speeches. All the guests are there. Uh, that's how our movie starts right here. It, where we're seeing that beautiful, magical day when two lives are joined together forever. And the bride decides she's not fucking into it. <laughs> so like we say what? Fair, fair enough. Just like you know what? I'm I'm sorry. We're 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 calling and we're letting him know. Hey, I can't do this. Um, hmm. there might there might be uh, there might be something about this couple's history though because he then sends Uh-oh. the rest of the the groomsmen to track her down. The seven groomsmen and yeah. drag her back, like kicking and or screaming, is Whoa. more or less what they're doing. And uh, it, it, it gets it gets rough. It gets violent. It gets and the bodies pile yeah. up. And okay. the bodies hit the floor. Surprise, folks! There's only one bride. So if the bodies are piling up, that should tell you what direction we're going. The movie is very quick. It's a short film, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's Play 15 minutes. Theaters. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it's how no, the bodies hit the floor and which oh, bodies hit the floor and what yes. order. Oh my god! And oh my and, god! <laughs> and then and it's and it's 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 a, it's a good little fake out here if you don't know what you're walking into the movie starts off like a cheesy 90s rom-com and that becomes like, a dark twisted action-packed yeah. horror kind of right oh man it's it, it it's it's almost a little misnomer because like you're saying the, the tone leans in so heavy the music leans in heavy uh the way they're shooting it the the lighting even the the tone like just the 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 way the cast is behaving, it's this very like, oh, okay, this is, I, that's not the trailer I saw. And uh, it takes this really hard turn while still kind of mm-hmm. trying to maintain that sort of momentum we got at the beginning of the movie. And, but, but we're seeing a very dark turn. Um, come to find out, like, like I was uh, mentioning before, they, we're, we're probably into something else. We started dropping a few hints mm-hmm. that like we're in some sort of group of, of people that probably kill people. And yeah, the skill set becomes apparent quickly when they start saying like, all right, guys, no killing. We got to bring her back alive. (laughs) And it's like, if we're just talking that way, it's got to be like, all right, we're, we got to be assassins or hitmen or something like this is clearly a team. And uh, Mm -hmm. we start dropping some hints that, yeah, this is where we're all hunters. We like to work alone. That's expressed many times. Yeah. Coming together uh, as a group, a little different. We, we, we enjoy our, our quirks. We thrive on our individualistic uh, talents here. 
that's for sure <laughs> which gives it some a certain flavor i like that i don't know it's mm-hmm. like the, the thai rope boxer guy and you've got the the you've got the little person and the giant giant tall man and you get, oh, get the, this the teams that they Orla- put together here Orlando Jones is, fun. is just mm-hmm. is kind of he just does orlando jones over here um, and if you get Orlando, you do Orlando, baby. That's right. <laughs> There's no, no giant spiders, but hey. Well, no, uh, no, no seven up either. So, yeah, that's right. Wasn't he the seven up guy normally? That's where he, where he got his launching, his big claim to fame, right? I could be wrong. Fuck I, me. Scratch be, that. I, I thought it was. But either way. Kim, Kim that has got some dance moves. I will, I will throw that mm-hmm. out there. We can see those on display a few times. Many times. Yeah. But uh, after saying all that, it's the bride who steals the fucking show. Uh, oh, Natalia Gulastalia. I, I apologize, Natalia, if I said your name wrong. Um, holy shit. It becomes quite apparent this woman is incredibly is it, is it just talented. Natalia Byrne? That's, that's not what the name is in front of me, but I could have that. I probably have it wrong. Natalia uh, Byrne. Okay, that well, might be a different. Pretty sure uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I'm looking at her picture. Anywho, yeah, she's a badass. She is kicking ass and holding her own here. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. The so set, like set all the story aside for a moment. The fact that you're you're setting this movie up to be in a limited location with a specific number of cast. This is all we're going to see, you know, to, to our knowledge. Um, this. As, as, as graphic and bloody as we say the movie was before, so much of this movie is shot so wide that like the fight scenes are visceral. I mean, like we're saying, mm-hmm. she does uh, after after discussing with the director, she's done most of these stunts herself. Like, they, and it, there's it's, only one it was scene. already visual. She fell two. off a moped. There was two. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't want to do uh, any like super quick cuts because they wanted it to feel yeah. lived in and realistic, which is kind of cool. Yep, and it's, it's keeping, especially with like these days, the the. I, I I like this trend of seeing the more action oriented stuff where we get these longer takes and we really get to take in the frame of what's presented to us instead of trying to hide things in a lot of these quick cuts. And this movie delivers that in spades. Um, Definitely, the, the, the set looks amazing. Their location, I love the look of this house, and I just found it really interesting. All the different ways they got to use it, and how we tried to capitalize on the fact that we're staying in one limited location the entire movie and, and even listening and to the director great. talk about how they lit it that was enthusiastic it's just interesting yeah. in and of itself how they decided to light it all but another fun thing here we're seeing all this happening of course her leaving the the wedding her being hunted by the groomsmen but we're intercutting with her and her fiance on their honeymoon and it's like what the fuck is going on here it's kind of interesting yes. there's a there's a little bit of a time jump things. and you start yeah you start to go back and forth and wonder where how this fight is going to resolve i know i'm like a, again after discussing and interviewing it there was <laughs> some there were certain questions that were raised that they were trying to get you to to think about and i appreciate that they did a good job of really posing those questions and really make you wonder like oh wait a minute i thought i had this movie figured out i guess i don't um, hmm. I will say though, there was some of the dialogue, some of the line delivery. I was a little like, oh, okay, I sure, kinda, sure. I was expecting, I was but expecting a little bit more. But when we're cutting you're back not in, coming to this movie for the dialogue, exactly. That's, that's where I was going. Yep, that, that's that's what Sorry. I was getting at. No, no, you're good. Uh, the, the it is so intense, and it the the scenes keep 
going like getting stolen back to these very intense brutal fights that this is honestly the highlight of the movie the movie for me personally um it was shot very well it looked great mm-hmm. every, like every frame looked great and yeah. it just felt fucking gritty man mm-hmm. i just my 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 issue just came from when we spent a little bit too much time on a couple of moments there's a few scenes I think when a few beats, I think we we savored a little too long. We came back to the the, the dancing to the record player. I think yeah, a couple like times too dancing. many. Uh, there's yeah. the, the, but it still added a certain flair. I can appreciate. It served a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. The um. But man, no, that that was that was that was a fun one though. That was one that's just I liked going in with zero expectation, and you still come out like, oh, holy shit! I saw I saw some things I've never fucking seen before, and it, yeah. I I was entertained, uh, just out of the blue. And I think to ask sure. for more than that these days is 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 way more. So many people just like to shit on movies when they have all these assumptions about what the movie is supposed to be before going to see it. I like going into something blind like I did with this one. I watched one trailer yeah. and I jumped in and I had fun watching it. And this is what we need sure. more of, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. And, and it's independent, which is fun. And But it doesn't seem independent. It has a theatricality to it, which is nice. We're not saying independent movies don't have theatricalities, but it, sure. sometimes you see the value on screen. But this has a little more going. Uh, and next week, please... Uh, Next week, we're going to put out an interview we had with the uh, director of this film. His name's Timothy Woodward Jr. It's a quick little uh, 12-minute interview. Uh, please come check it out uh, and hear a little bit more about this movie. And, and go see this movie in theaters because eh, that's, that's we got to support indie yeah. films, I think. Uh, and it's, it's going to look really good. Give this? It would look a lot oh, better yeah. in the big screen, too, i got to say. I'm considering seeing it on the big It's playing at a theater about an hour away. I might go check it out on the big screen because, oh, I, I mean... They, they they didn't get my money this time, but I like to put the money back into these things. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what would you give a slice rating, though, out of out of four slices like we so, normally do? I, yeah, I, I didn't give it two slices. It was it was uh, okay. I had a, I had a fun time with uh, with all of the action in the film. I think it looked fantastic. I had a little bit of a rough time in some of the beats. There's a few scenes where it just like I think we went on a little too long with some of the elements. And we need to get back to what this movie was all about. The, the thing we checked in for, the thing that we had that, that got us pumped up, that's where we should have lived. But uh, yes. still, still worthwhile. I still had a lot of fun watching Till Death Do Us Bud. I uh, I'm going to I'm going to kind of jump on and say ditto to all that. I'm going to stick with two slices for it uh, for very similar reasons. And uh, yeah, but highly suggest you check it out if you get the chance. It's well worth it. Um, up next, we have another movie we're going to tag team. This one's a straight to digital in DVD and Blu-ray. Our friends over at uh, Warner Brothers Animation sent us a uh, early copy, but now it's available to digitally buy or uh, physically buy. So the Ventures Brothers <laughs> rating is the blood of the baboon heart. I'm going off the grid. Disappearance. Where is Hank? We have to find him. Preparation. Doc, we got a huge problem with the new product. We're launching tomorrow, gentlemen. Get to work. Execution. I'm in. Minions! Battle stations! Betrayal. Gentlemen, 
What can Arch do for you? Conspiracy. This is a threat against our very foundation. We must protect our collective from this clear combination. Negotiation. I shall take it from here. Skedaddling. You're gonna have to run away. What? Jefferson, something big just went kablooey five months south. Pull your team and check it out. Blow uppery. Tight pantsedness. Stairs. Doc, are you okay? What the hell is going on over there? This is a setup. You can't possibly think I did this. You've been waiting all day for this, haven't you? the blood of the baboon heart. Ah, oh, that could have been a baby's head. Ah. Now do you get ah. it? Look for it on digital and Blu-ray. So this, uh, there, there's a lot of moving parts happening here. Uh, you have, um, uh, wow, where to begin? Uh, Hank had left and went out to find himself. And in, in, in so doing that, he's trying to find his mother. Uh, Dean is trying to find him. Uh, Dr. Venture is trying to sell like an AI style uh, Alexa type thing that might not be ready for market, but it's already being sold and packaged uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, we have a. Uh, Fucking Monarch is uh, questioning whether he wants to be a part of that shadowy organization, especially after he runs into an old flame who offers him a pretty uh, sweetheart deal. Uh, there's so many things, so so many crazy outlandish things, and just yeah. over the top venture brothers. And you can go hard, you can swear, you can show a lot of blood and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I it just it was it was a fun little callback and return to form for these guys, I think. Oh, absolutely. I so I I did watch a lot of Scattered Venture Brothers and I was familiar with many mm-hmm. of the characters. I just didn't know the stories in and out. I was not familiar sure. with how the series ended. So coming into it, I'll I admit I there was a few elements. Uh, there's a few elements that I was a little lost on that but the movie caught you up. You really didn't miss anything because it kind of laid out everything that you needed to know in order to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the fact that, like, that I would say the only thing that would really help, honestly, because I thought it was funny, I just happened to rewatch the pilot. No, watching mm-hmm. the pilot kind of gives you a lot of the groundwork you need, and then you can kind of jump into the movie. On a lot of that, yeah, they do. Yeah, in fact, we see a few moments from the pilot are mm-hmm. right, revisited in the movie, um, and they're they're kind of higher scale quality animation in this, but a yes. re-rendering of what they had, which was kind of nice. And, and in classic Venture Brothers style, in the, within the show, they even acknowledge it. <laughs> who's this fucking dork in this cosplay costume? And who's that badass in the lizard guy suit? They're the same guy. It's it's Brick Frog. <laughs> Damn it. Um, oh, and then one of the one of the plots I left off was uh, one of the cliffhangers was uh, is uh, Doctor Venture and Monarch are they related? If so, how are they brothers? And we get we get an interesting answer at the end of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. If I did well. Yeah, I think I wasn't trying to rush right too long that part of it, but to get uh, there, there is an answer. Yes, there is an answer that, that I thought I thought was really funny. Um, the journey there, I think, is really fun. The, mm-hmm. uh, I always wonder with things like this, is it just going to feel like I'm watching a really long episode? And I will say yes and no with this one. 
it's where, of course, yeah. it's set in that world. It fe- actually feels bigger. They take, they mm-hmm. really use the time they're given. It doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel like we're trying, nor is it dragging. They actually make it, the story oh, lasts the full 85 minutes. It really does, like, live out each scene. Every scene is funny. I don't feel like we're ever wasting mm-hmm. time. And it does a really good job of covering all of the story, seeing where all the char- like the main characters are. You get to see a lot of other callback characters. There's a lot of callbacks yeah. to individual episodes through items and background things. Uh, I got excited when I saw the fucking Death Clock poster in the background. Um, <laughs> it's it, What's it, their it, movie's it's coming nice. out soon? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's going to be fucking awesome. Um, it, it, it was fun to go back and revisit this world. And I feel like I didn't need to go back and rewatch an entire series just to catch it. Like, just to be able to watch this. Yeah. Uh, Val didn't necessarily watch the whole movie with me, but she was in the room and I was watching it. And, and she laughed through several few scenes, too. And you don't need to know anything about Venture Brothers. And I still think you mm-hmm. can have fun watching this. If anything, it would be a fun platform to, like, make you want to go back and try watching it for the first time. Oh, it, it, it sold me like like you. I've also just seen scattered episodes here and there. And I watched the uh, the finale before I watched this and I watched the pilot as well. But I want to go back and rewatch the whole series to kind of fully immerse myself. But the smart folks over at uh, Max are pulling it soon. So uh, if you want to watch it, get on yeah, it soon. The, right. the series, um, the, I, I guess but, really quick, though, for those that don't know, I just want to mention if you're not familiar at all with what the series is. It is in, uh, now a fucking 20-year-old Adult Swim animated series <laughs> that is essentially, it's a spoof um, of, or it's a satire of the Johnny Quest the and other action Hanna-Barbera cartoons from the 60s and 70s. And they do a brilliant job of capturing the art style, the music, mm. from the clothing and the hairstyle and the wardrobe of some of the kids. They, they fully, they're self-aware <laughs> in that they know they are, protagonists and antagonists to the point to where they call themselves and each other that and they behave in this absurdly and hilarious civilized manner toward each other to a certain extent until brock's got to pull his knife out um but (laughs) it's it 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 is uh all an homage to the old like johnny quest-esque things yes with a very much new age presentation and modern humor and i think they just they, they still own it they still did a great job of capturing that tone and I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, and uh, a lot of a lot of fun guest stars here and there popping up. And I, oh, I think yeah. one of my favorites was uh, was uh, the, the the folks in the, the driving in the blood vessel and like what was it the Vampire the, Brothers? The blood or? vessel. <laughs> the blo- oh god, I loved every moment of of that 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 story. There's I mean, Jay I love Farrow movie, action but... in there. Uh, got yeah, Dana yeah. Snyder, Jane Lynch, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, of course, mm-hmm. Patrick Warburton is my favorite character. Oh, and then one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Clancy Brown. Oh, yes. Yes. Mr. Krabs himself. Yeah. I, know, I forget his and like I said, character, but I know it's a big one, too. <laughs> they, they, they get to actually swear and, and not bleep things out i like yes. i love uh, doc are you all right with what's going on yeah i'm in the panic room look out the fucking window look at the fucking window <laughs> jimmy oh, man. Christmas. It was i love dr adventure still very it's just like yeah oh and then yeah. if you're really if you're not sold yet folks dr adventure gets to hang dong you just gotta wait and see that but you get some <laughs> dr adventure um, dong action <laughs> 
<laughs> I, do, I, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it on you, but uh, did, did you uh, stick around to the very end? The, the, there's a post credit scene. I did. I did. Uh, that, that answers a lot of questions for some people. I uh, really stick around to find out a uh, big, big question being answered with that. Right. Uh, that was, yes. Like, if anything, the, the, the main focus that the movie's touched on, the answer really is after the credits. So you really got to watch it all the way. Yeah. Through. Uh, and if you get the uh, Blu-ray, the special features include commentary by both creators Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. Uh, you get Jackson and Doc answer fan questions as a commentary. Hodgman and Friends featurette, John Hodgman digs deep with Jackson Public and Doc Hammer to learn more about the making of Radiant is the Blood and the bad, of the Bad Boon Heart and Untold Tales and of, of other series that they made. Uh like I said, you can get this digitally for nineteen ninety nine, Blu ray digital combo for twenty nine ninety eight, or uh, Blu ray uh, in Canada. You can spend forty bucks. I uh, I think if you're a fan of the series, you should definitely check it out. Oh, most definitely, yeah. I'm gonna give well, it a. I'm gonna give it three slices of toast out of four. That's know, funny. What do you, what do you We're keeping the trend alive. I also, because I, I, I have them all written down right here. I also am giving it three slices of toast. It's like I said, they wrote it in just the perfect manner. You could jump right Mm -hmm. back into it, whether it's a, you're an old time fan. It's been, you've only seen a few like Adam and I have, or you've never seen it before. This is still just an entertaining movie. It was very, it was a lot of fun and worth checking out. hundred percent. But Adam, I agree with this is where we part ways, sir. At least for, it is at least for a movie. A little bit. For a moment. (laughs) Yeah. Force, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right, I get uh, this new movie starring um, Clay Morrill, uh, Mr. Hellboy himself, Ron Perlman, called The Baker. Meet your grandfather. This business opportunity came my way. can't stay just this one thing and then you're never going to hear from us again i'll be back before you guys can form a lasting bond you got away from us i'll, I'll fix it how are you going to fix it you do anything for family you want to see your little girl or do you want me to see your little girl what has your father done in the truck Fine. You stay in the truck, no matter what. Some things might happen. Some things you don't want to see. When that happens, you put these down. Goggles! Ah, uh, yeah, you a god. I'm a baker. Can I leave her with you? She's your blood. Ten G's. Whoever finds this baker guy. Looking for my son. The butcher becomes the baker. Let's go home. Um, so pretty much Ron Perlman is 
an older guy and we see that he has some PTS flashbacks of killing people, essentially. But we don't know how or why or what caused him to do this, his job or whatnot. Uh, And then we find out that his son is estranged from him and his son kind of stumbles upon a bag full of drugs after watching some uh, very shady people get murdered and he decides he wants to sell the drugs so before he does that he does the responsible thing since he's a single father he brings his mute daughter to meet his dad for the first time of uh, him even seeing his dad in years and says hey dad can you watch my daughter for a day uh, and then I'll come back and get her but sadly that doesn't go as smoothly as planned and uh there's he's uh he looks like he's going to get killed, the son, and he gives a phone call to kind of warn his dad and the dad hears a gunshot and no contact from his son after that. Jesus, uh, okay. So so uh, they hop uh, into their uh, bakery shop truck and they uh, go to the big city to try to find out what happened to his son, track down people associated with them and figure out. If he was killed, if he's alive, why people kill them. And it's a it's a pretty brutal little movie, but it has heart and it has soul because uh, you're getting this girl who doesn't speak at all. And this old curmudgeon man kind of bonding and, and getting to know one another. And uh, whenever anything bad happens, he has her put on some welding glasses so she can't see anything. Uh, she can, of course, hear it. But that comes in because he's welding earlier and she likes wearing the glasses. Uh, And it's just fun watching him track down the people who may or may not have killed his son and him getting the answers and him learning how to become kind of a parent since he wasn't that great a parent the first time around. He's trying to make up for it, even though at first he doesn't want to. Uh, I will say uh, it's it's it's. I don't know. I, it's not terrible, but it's like we've seen this style movie before, but it works. Like I said, it is hard. It's cute. The action's pretty brutal. There's some really original kill scenes in this, like the way he takes people down. Kind of comical and fun. And it's not not, it's not like always the last couple happening. of like Liam Neeson action movies. No, no, where no like, it's not over the top, crazy okay. in your face. Yeah, this is like, all right, I found this person. This person's trying to fuck with me. I'll take them down. Sure. And uh, it's 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 nice. It has some familiar faces and some new faces like nice. uh, his son's played uh, by Joel David Moore. Uh, we were just talking about someone from Avatar that he's in there. The big bad kingpin of the movies played by Harvey Keitel and uh, some oh, other nice. people here and there that you might uh, recognize. Now, I got a really important question, given the title yeah. and the occupation of our main character. Is there any sliced bread depicted in this movie? Um, there are bread. There is pre, a pre, couple of different toast. types of bread. Oh, we, we yeah. watch. Yeah, we, we watch him make the bread. Fuck we yeah. watch uh, the granddaughter eat the bread every now she and again. And uh, do we toast she the bread? Toast it. Ah, Sadly not. <laughs> zero slices. Zero slices. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say to transport the drug because the big thing was the drug dealers wanted the drugs back. And they were waiting for the sun. And he's like, fine, yeah, here you go. You can have the bag that I, I didn't sell it yet. And they're like, cool, everything's good. Even though it's like they still might kill the sun. But before he left, the daughter took all the contents out of the bag, not knowing what it was, and kept it with her. And so the drugs weren't there. So they then decided, let's kill him or possibly kill him. And so the way that they travel with the uh, drugs, they put the little baggies inside a hollowed out loaf of bread and they travel with that bread. <laughs> 
Um, but if I had to give it a, a slice scale here, I'd give it give it a solid two and a half slices. The irony in this, uh, there there's a, a movie coming out very soon that's kind of similar looking to this, starring Nick Cage, and the and one of the co-stars in it is Mr. Ron Perlman himself. So oh, going from being the star of this type of movie to being a co-star in this type of movie, and it's like. Probably hey, it's funny. Right. Like I was trying Which to one is this again? Tell, <laughs> I, I was I was like telling Sarah a little bit about it before I went to see it. I'm like, yep, because you know, you're, if you're a man of a certain age, you're just gonna start becoming a badass assassin type killer and, <laughs> and getting revenge. And it's like we've like I said, we've seen it, but this is a different spin on it a little bit, but a little predictable. And uh, I don't know, it's it's worth checking out. I wouldn't say rush to the theater and see it. Yeah, I could wait till it comes out to see it again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, fair yeah, I, I can't complain. I don't regret seeing it. Um, but uh, it was not a, a raw deal on my end here. It was worth the money. Subtle, subtle. I was going to say I'll keep this trend alive with the uh, the uh, known action flick dudes uh, trying to hold down their own. Um, I'm, I'm going to take it back a few years with uh, another Arnie action flick, as I've been on this oh. still, still riding it a little bit. As Adam mentioned, I'm talking about the 80s film Raw Deal. Yeah? It's Shannon, Mark. Harry Shannon. Things aren't so good, huh, kid? Beat me. Trying to prove that maybe you can use me? For what? To take care of things. Magic? Magnum! All kinds of things. What the hell do you think happened here? I think somebody got very pissed off. I'm gonna kill that bastard. Do that too easy. You finished chopping. Joseph P. Brenner. What's a piece then? Pussy. This must be what they mean by poetic justice. my way again and I'll kill you. Watch yourself. You son of a bitch! Don't worry. So this is a, uh, in the midst of like peak Schwarzenegger, uh, to be honest, I think the more memorable ones are kind of bookend to this one. I always kind of wondered like, hey, you know, it's I, I see this one around but it's like they never played on TV that much. I don't. I just don't see it around that much. There's that, always that ridiculous poster of him with the the slick back hair and the fucking the wife beater and the machine gun, and it's like it oh, yeah. just screams very Stallone to me. Which I know they were in, in that that rivalry, especially in the eighties. Um, it's so this is a movie. We st- we start off seeing some mob ass activity happening, and I think it's, it's like Chicago and. Um, there's this retired FBI, technically he's a retired FBI agent that because of the situation he was in, he was kind of forced to retire and he moved to the small town where he could become sheriff and he and his wife hate it. They were, they used to live in New York. That was like, they were, they're way more about the high society life and he's just, they're kind of having to settle to get away from all the stuff. Well, the, uh, his old FBI buddy, um, is coming to him for help because his son, who was also an FBI agent, the FBI buddy guy who was played by um, 
oh man, I can't think of his name now. The dad from Christmas Story. He comes back to ask him for help because his son just got killed protecting a witness. And it's like, it's this big mafia family. You know him. We got we to gotta do something about this shit. He's like, oh, what's the FBI going to do about this? And he's like, no, it's not for the FBI. You're, you're, it's just you and me. We're going to go in and we're going to do it dirty. Like, we're going we're gonna to do it fucking street style. Okay, he'll do it. And they fucking fake his death in the most ridiculous manner ever. He's going to, like, check out a break-in at an oil refinery. And he proceeds to blow it up. And part like with his police <laughs> car like parked in the middle of it, <laughs> it's just like. And if okay, if that right there doesn't tell you what this movie is going to be, I don't know how else to break it down because fantastic. We, it's we then proceed to spend the next hour and forty seven minutes just setting up reasons for him to do ridiculous things with very little plot or reasoning. I mean, there's story here. There's story because we we have to cultivate this like. So he's going, he's going undercover. He's trying to play like this up and coming, like this enforcer that's come to New York. He's from Miami. Uh, he's trying to get in on the mafia, like on the inside, and he's going to start undoing it from the inside. Right. Well, the, the whole point is trying to like start pitting different families against each other. They get to the point they start shooting each other. Like we start seeing drive by hits and these other, it's like, we're just trying to figure out a reason to show you another big violent scene just to then like kind of bore you with some dialogue that's kind of half-assed out of this other cast. That's like really not very good. Um, the script is not good. We don't get nearly as many or any good one-liners because I can't even recall much of any besides we can't eat cake all the time. We'll just get fat. And he gets a cake thrown at his head in the beginning of the movie. Um, Classic. It's... So you want that sort of cliche stuff, but I got to be honest, this one actually feels like he's phoning it in. I think it's just because he's probably was so goddamn busy going from one thing to the next. How do you make anything stand out unless the film itself really stands out? And this one didn't really for me. The, the, the action was cool. We got a couple of moments that were neat, but his character is kind of annoying. The other characters around him were pretty annoying. I didn't like this weird, like love not really even a triangle. I, I don't know. It's, you know, after watching so many of these Schwarzenegger movies that I did enjoy, you're bound to start finding the ones that aren't good. And here's one of them. So it's, it's not bad. I would say it's, if you have never seen it, it's worth seeing because it's decent, but this is by far, it's no predator. It's no kindergarten cop. It's no total recall. Like they, I feel like the ones uh, the, the the ones you really remember him for, this is not even close to that. Um, raw deal. I'm giving it two slices. Um, oh, shit. I just realized we haven't been rattling off where we watched some of these things. Um, yeah, that's we okay. Haven't able to, we haven't been able to yet. Yeah, uh, well, Raw Deal, you can check out for free. It's streaming for free right now on Pluto TV. Um, yeah. I, meh. <laughs> There's my review right there. It's, it's right that's down the middle. Review. <laughs> fair enough fair enough um all right i have the new a24 horror film talk to me you busy tonight you want to turn eh my mom leaves at nine so, so you're at ten <laughs> yes! where'd you get it from anyway apparently it was the hand of someone who could connect with the dead I thought it was the hand of a Satanist. Yeah. The other hand's just out there. 
White people shit, man, I tell you. <laughs> All right, let's do this! You know the drill. Say, talk to me. Talk to me. Haley, fucking stop it, he's choking! Oh. 83 seconds, get it off him! What if we open the door, but we didn't shut it? Delete it. Ah! Delete it, come on! The spirits, they followed us. Oh, we have to do something! You want to do it again? They're not gonna stop. What was it? What? I don't know! I let you in. I let you in. <laughs> oh my God. This is an Australian horror movie. It's about a group of teenagers who get this severed arm that if you say the right words and hold its hand, it releases uh, a, a, a soul into yours, a soul that's stuck in limbo uh, into your body. And if you don't let it out within 60 seconds, it could take over your body and possess you. Um, and then they do this a few times. And then uh, one of their little brothers happens to be at the party and says, Oh, I want to do it. And the best friend to the uh, main character her uh, best friend, her mother recently died, and uh, the soul that takes over the young brother happens to be the mother soul, and she wants time to talk to her mother. So it goes past the minute or two minutes, whatever the, the ticking time clock is, and then that soul ends up taking over the boy's body, and it doesn't happen to be the actual mother. It's just the soul that was tricking them. And it's all about trying to save the boy before his soul is completely banished to hell, and this, this spirit takes over. And uh, there's a lot of brutal, fucked up, crazy, interesting things that happen in it. Okay. Also, seeing where uh, a possessed soul makes out with the little dog, which is disturbing. Oh, what is it? <laughs> All right. Uh, also, uh, a scene where there is a hit and run of a uh, of a kangaroo, and there's talk of whether someone should run it over to put it out of its misery or let it let it just kind of peacefully die. What the uh, fuck? It's it's a really it's a really fucking trippy, mind-bending movie, uh, and it starts off with a bang. Like you don't know what's happening. Uh, there, there's these two. There's a party happening. One brother is uh, there. There's these two brothers. One's in a room freaking out, and then ends up killing his brother in front of a bunch of people, um, or slicing his brother's throat, and then killing himself. And everyone has these video footage of it, and nobody knows if it's real or fake. And it turns out that guy recently had the hand, and then the, the hand got passed over to other people and to our main characters. It's a really, really brutal, crazy, intense movie. And they do some really, really fun camera movements with it, which is cool. Uh, it has a sleek, sexy look to it. Um, and, and it has some humorous moments, but it really hits. And it's not just like jump scares. It's actually decent kind of like spooks okay. that 
happen. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, this is the film Talk to Me. I'm going to give it three slices of toast. It, it's a nice, refreshing horror movie, an original take on something that oh, maybe shit. you've kind of seen before, but it's it's uh, something different, I think. Worth oh, checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Because when I saw the, to be honest, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, another teen scream, jump scare, pile of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I, yeah. That's very refreshing to hear. I'm really actually glad to hear that. And that I, got me intrigued, man. It's funny. I saw this uh, as one of those uh, mystery movies that I've seen at the Regal Theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then the weekend that it was, uh, the week before it was coming out, they, they, they were, the, the, the filmmakers were at Comic Con. I was trying so hard to go and interview oh. them, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in. And I'm like, fuck you. I, re- I, I like, I even got offers to like go to a screening, but I'm like, I've already seen the movie. I just want to interview these guys. Yeah, right. Uh, it would have been nice content to throw on this episode. Dang, uh, yeah. Sometimes you don't cool. get that. <laughs> but uh, so I think sometimes you, you gotta go out and seek the power you're looking for. Oh. And make it happen for yourself. At least that's <laughs> what our next movie is about. Dang. Yeah, ominous, huh? Yeah, uh, I think so. A little bit. Yeah. All right. My <laughs> next review over here is called The Ritual Killer. There is a fine line between sanity and madness that is endemic to all cultures. Terry? I like your eyes. You Dr. Meckles? Yeah. I'm homicide detective Lucas Boyd. Two kids are dead. They were butchered like hogs. You know what these writings are, don't you? Here, I take the power. Here, I become the power. Jesus Christ. It's a ritual performed to order. People who pay for Muji are seeking power. I want one with pretty eyes. For him, it's simply business. These first two, they were just him getting ready. Achieved an army all across Europe and in Spain. He's doing the same thing here. You're scared, aren't you? It's our guy. Come on, let's go. Oh, God. I wish I could see this guy's face. What I see right now is a monster. Be careful. It could be coming for you. We have two officers down. Drop the knife! This is starring Cole Hauser and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, obviously, yeah. goes without saying. Uh, Cole Hauser, if you're not familiar with the name, or if you are, there's the little television series called uh, Yellowstone that got pretty popular. That gave him a big, big shot in the arm to his career <laughs> lately. But he goes all the way back to the the 90s cult classic, Dazed and Confused. He's that curly-headed, <laughs> red-headed dude that's paddling incoming freshmen with the rest of the varsity jock dudes. <laughs> um, so this, uh, the story here is there's, there's a mysterious murder, a weird, weird killing happens that our, our main detective, Cole Hauser, starts investigating and come to find out there's like other, there's, there's some weird evidence, like some mysterious text written in the crime scene of this murder. And uh, they're able to find a local 
professor at a university that is familiar with this. He's originally from Africa and he knows what language this is and he's familiar with the culture. So that we go, we go see Dr. Mackles, Mr. Morgan Freeman, and nice. uh, come to find out this is uh, this is some bad juju. Like this, these are these are references to some yeah. like black magic stuff. Uh, then they start finding out, oh, there's this cop like in Spain. It's like, oh yeah, we've been dealing with murders all over Europe, man. And he's like telling he's telling our our detective, yeah, like d- d- fucking watch this because this is really bad. We've been dealing with this for a while. It sounds like you've got all the hallmarks of all the bad. Like he's he's over there, so keep an eye out. Um, we we started trying to share evidence back and forth. We're trying to build up this like. We come to find out, it's not just random black magic. This there's this particular killer. Uh, this practitioner that he gets hired by wealthy, powerful people to do certain like spells in order to like revitalize it, keep, keep their wealth, keep their fame, keep whatever it is, keep them safe. If they think someone's coming after them, whatever spells need to be cast, whatever they think they need, they have this guy go out and seek whatever specifics. And it's like, they, they, they will detail things like, Oh, this guy, he wants, he's concerned about his appearance. Go, go kill a beautiful woman with pretty eyes because I need my eyes to still look like really good. So he, he goes, finds a woman with pretty eyes and kills, kills her. And uh, <laughs> dude, that was about as interesting as the story gets this. Uh, the main cast, I will say is the highlight of the movie. You get a little, you get a couple of scenes with uh, the great uh, Peter Stormare. Uh, another one of those. If you don't know the name, I'm sure you've seen him in Fargo, uh, my, the thing that comes to mind for me is like Armageddon. He's the Russian cosmonaut in the just beating the shit out of the computer in his space station. Um, he's all over the place. Uh, Last Dan, John Wick, Constantine. Uh, the Address mm. Fork the Lost World, he's one of the hired guns. He's one of those character actors that's just in a lot of shit. Um, sure. He, so he gets a couple of scenes in here. But between the three of them, they can't carry the whole movie. We get all these other scenes with these other actors I've either never mm. seen before or clearly they're like local hires or to be honest, there's a lot of random background people that just have like random bits of dialogue that to be, they could be producers family. It is, it feels like that's what you're watching. I think uh-huh. we've worked on movies that were more entertaining than this one was. This got painful and excruciating by the middle of the film. I gotta be, I'm, I feel bad, but oh my God. Goodness, this was one of those. It like I was like, oh my god, I, do I want to turn this off? I kind of want to, but we've watched this much. We got to see how it resolves. Like I, we have to see where it lands. And uh, even the ending is unsatisfying. And I kind of want to spoil it. Um, we 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 kind of <laughs> we kind of stop seeing Morgan Freeman towards the end, and then we just don't see him anymore. He just writes a letter back to Cole Hauser what? saying, "I got him." And that's how the movie ends. Wow. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's like, oh, it's over. But there's one last twist that is just, after all this, there's like these, you know. Is Morgan these, Freeman the killer? Is he the bad guy? No, 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 no. No, he's aware of this magic. And he's like, apparently, like, the, the killer, it turns out the killer was, like, aware of who this professor was. So he comes to, like, warn him to, like, stay out of the way. And he's like, no, I can't do that. So he threatens to kill him. So th- it turns into this weird cat and mouse game between the two of them with Cole Hauser just trying to do his cop stuff. And then the end comes and he's like, he's like all defeated because, oh, I didn't catch him. I didn't catch him. Fuck. I'm a shitty cop. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. He disappeared. And then he gets this letter from Morgan Freeman's character. He's like, I got him. 
and then he's got, it's got this little box and he opens the box and it's his fucking eyeballs. So what does Cole Hauser do? Scoops him up and he eats him. And that is the last fucking frame of the, the, the last shot of the movie is Cole Hauser chewing up eyeballs. And that is how they decided to end the movie. And holy shit. I was, I was, I just remember thinking, thank God it's over. At least you gave me something memorable to end this movie. on. Because <laughs> holy fuck. Uh, the ritual killer, ritual killer. It is available on Hulu. I give it one slice. This was wow. a challenge. Sorry <laughs> to hear that. That's rough. Hey, I, oh, they man. can't all be gems. I appreciate what they were attempting in certain aspects, but like, I feel like there's too many things they settled on. There's too many things they phoned in. There's too many mm-hmm. things that were just like, oh, this is just good enough. And mm-hmm. that hurt the movie tremendously. Fudge. Well, Dennis, let's come together and hopefully... Hopefully have a better, better, better review uh, coming up here, Dennis. Oh, man. Um, Our buddies over at Apple TV Plus gave us a screener for their latest movie, The Beanie Bubble. Do you know what the greatest thing about America is? You can make things happen here like nowhere else. You have the power to create your own future. You can be anything. You can do anything. You want to sell high-end stuffed Himalayan cats. Understuffed, actually, for greater posability. We're professionals. We're giving the people what they need. Did you see the latest numbers? We broke the entire internet thing. You go big or you go home. Ty would tell you he did it all. Which is as crazy as believing stuffed animals are gold. Do you see the truck crash? Insane. <laughs> Poor beanies. This has always been my company. Company we created together. Why do you have to be so dramatic? I mean, my salary's been reduced 75%. Yeah, I'm just doing what's necessary. You know, running the real, actual business over here. My life is this company. I see where it's going. There are signs of real trouble. Genius is 1% inspiration, 99% presentation. That's not how the saying goes. Everything good that's happened to me is because of you guys. We are bonded forever. Have you considered poisoning him? Countless times. Have our perfect partners lined up. Jehovah's Witnesses, the greatest one-on-one salesman in the world. How brilliant is that? I'm gonna go. You're dead to me. I only want to speak to Oprah Winfrey. Has she reached out? A few few uh, weeks ago, months ago, you reviewed uh, that Beanie Baby documentary, yes. and this kind of takes us Beanie into Mania. that world. Yes, 
Yes. So this movie uh, pretty much shows us the rise and fall of Ty Warner, the uh, man who created the Beanie Babies, along with the three women who essentially helped make him create the biggest toy in the 90s, the Beanie Baby. And uh, whew, interesting. Wonder how many liberties were taken here and how much was actually true. <sighs> but we have uh, Elizabeth Banks uh, and uh, Zach Galifianakis. Or that's the first pairing that we have here. Zach Galifianakis plays uh, Ty. Uh, then his neighbor, Elizabeth Banks, uh, she helps him kind of start a toy business. And then uh, later on, he falls in love with the woman played by uh, Sarah Snook. And he gives her children a version of the stuffed or sorry, deflated cats that they sell. And the girls tell him how much they loved him and wanted to take him to school to show their friends at show and tell. But they were too big to get in the backpack. And then he's like, wait a minute, let me make some smaller versions. And then he creates a bunch of little beanie babies and they help name them and come up with stuff. And then uh, someone who was number 12 at the company played by uh, Geraldine Viswin Halton. I probably said her name wrong. I do apologize. She kind of takes it to the next. Yeah. She takes it to the next level. She kind of helps them uh, market it. She gets them on the internet when the internet's brand new. She uh, actually is the one who creates the, uh, the rareness of the beanie babies by saying, Oh, that was a limited run. Sorry, we were not making anymore. And that crosses the craze. And then she's the one who finds out that they're going crazy on eBay. And uh, so these ladies essentially help build the company and get screwed over by Zach Galifianakis, who starts off seeming like a decent enough guy. But then he becomes an asshole to those around him. I don't I don't know, Dennis. Uh, what, do, what do you have to add to this? Well, like you were mentioning with the other documentary, having interviewed a lot of the people that that are being depicted in this movie. I was taken mm-hmm. aback by, like, like you said, how many liberties they took with the story. And the movie even warns you, like, yes, they, you know, there, there, there's a lot of facts in here, but they made up a lot of things. So Maya's character, I think, honestly, is she is representative of many of the employees, not just one. Although her in particular, she was, I believe, that actual woman was in the Beanie Mania documentary because she says something very similar, like, I was employee number 12 because um, she's in the I believe they interviewed her for the book that all of this is based huh. on. Um, mm. It's they've compressed so many details down. Sure. Like she in particular didn't come up with the rarity thing. Uh, it really was the demand of the was it the Lorenz? It's that cul-de-sac out in the Midwest. That is mm-hmm. where the drive. That is where a, lo- a lot of that interest came from because they didn't have anything to market to begin with. The first websites were started by fans. Then they reacted and, and and had to like, oh shit, we need to we need to take our piece now too. Because that's what that's the picture I think they did a great job of painting. Because the by casting someone, in my opinion, by casting someone like Zach Alphanakis, even your audience is like, oh, I like him. You want to be mm-hmm. friends, you, you want to be pals with this guy. Because apparently the man Ty Warner is like that too. He seems very warm and caring, but the closer you get to him, the more just opinionated the more just he's so narcissistic and that you know the closer you get it's the easier for him to be little for him to belittle you for him to put you down for him to think his opinion is so much more valuable he's so self-centered and he's so about his own bottom line he's willing to throw Mm. any and everyone under the bus in front of him down to the very people who actually value his product the most 
probably more than him. The people who, are, who made him the most money are the ones he shit on the most because he even says he hates the collectors. He fucking hates the collectors. Mm-hmm. He despises the collectors. They're the ones who made him a freaking billionaire. The uh, that yeah. famous there's uh, we see the other side of the the scene where they're getting the celebration bear at the Christmas party. We see the mm-hmm. the other side of the reality of that. Uh, yeah, they doubled their wages. They he could afford to quadruple their wages that year. That is how much money he made. But he didn't mm. pay any of his employees anywhere near what they should have been. It, it, it's much like we're seeing these the strikes going on right now. These employees probably should have done the same thing. They were they made such little money. They made a lot of those people at that party made more money off of selling that bear to collectors. I bet than they did on the checks yeah. they got received as bonuses. So it, he he was he just wore people down to the bone and used everyone around him and to his advantage. By, and then made you think he was your friend. He, he wanted you to think you were family. He, he was that, that I hate when you get that just sick culture that cultivates of, well, we're all just a big family. If we all just sacrifice mm-hmm. a little bit, we can all make it bigger. And this is what he founded his company on. And he got all the people around him to believe in it, too, up until it the It felt end. like Maybe, a cult, kind yeah. of. He's, and except he's, he's the god and all the apostles. Um, it was interesting. What I, f- what I found interesting about this particular depiction of the story was I feel like it was balancing two different things at once. There's a little bit of a motivational empowerment film and story here between the three female characters you described, truly the ones who helped push the company forward as, as the film describes it. Um, but then you also have, in my opinion, it seems just as much of the film is almost trying to humanize the Ty Warner side of the story in the beginning, the first half of the movie, even. Yeah. I remember getting annoyed by like, oh, my God, I even know I've I'm already aware this guy is kind of a jackass. Why are we still mm-hmm. showing him in this light? And it takes a long time to get there. And I feel yeah. like we spend and I get I got a little confused sometimes in the time jumps. When I'm trying to remember. Around. Yeah, like at one point, I thought we were depicting Ty Warner having a threesome with Robbie and her current boyfriend, only to realize we're just trimming two yeah. scenes together. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't even. Why are we depicting it this way? I don't. Uh, that It got annoying. It wasn't intriguing. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, is it? No, no. It was more just like, oh, fuck. Like, just get back to the drama of the story we're actually yeah. here for, please. So 100%. I got it got a little long in tooth for me in certain scenes. I I honestly find the true part of the story or at least the documentary version of the story a lot more interesting and mm. getting a lot of those facts delivered and seeing the numbers go by like I liked the ver- the the information they've they've over compressed a lot of things like the naming of the of the beanie babies and the the poems that were in the tags. Mm-hmm. There was a team of like a handful of people wrote like 50 of them overnight in one, like it was one sitting. Huh. It was a great, and they like panicked. They, they had to like, cause it was a last minute thing because of Ty's fucking finicky, you know, wishy-washy hmm. sort of like last minute, he's going to make this big change. That was one of them. It's like, Oh, we need all of them need to have these poems and they all need to be named and they all need to be in. It was, it was when that change started to happen. The era when he changed all the names to designed by Ty Warner Hi, was Ty. the end of the, that's when people were just like, fuck this. It's not worth. Yeah. The hour, they were getting worked to the worked into the ground. He was the only one benefiting. The rest of them were just getting chewed up. Um, 
it's I, I appreciate that showed that part of the story. I just don't think they showed enough of that side of it. If it was going to be that, really show the rest of that. Why did you? Why did we spend so much time trying to like humanize the other part when you can see the result of the story now? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, and and I don't know why one of the most fascinating things was like he didn't want to like sell internationally. He had very strict ways that he wanted to do things. And how and how when they're like, oh, McDonald's wants to work with these, like, oh, I love Mickey D's, let's do that. And they're like, well, we don't really have enough people to make the actual Beanie Babies. How we're gonna make some for McDonald's? Like, and him just having a one track mind of being like, no, I like it. We're doing it. Fuck you. Now that that goes back to the actual like the bubble bursting aspect of oversaturation of the market, and that was the second Beanie Baby boom was when they um, did the uh, McDonald's deal. But after that mm. faded away, that was the that was the end. Like that was the beginning of the end. There, he he couldn't yeah. see the forest from the trees, even if he had a team of people around him telling him this is what we should be doing. But again, the uh, I feel the Beanie Mania documentary goes into much better detail of explaining a lot of those decisions as to why he felt the way he did about a lot of those things that we just kind of glazed over and we tried to mm. over dramatize other moments that I just like, I don't care Pointless. about some of this stuff. Like, yeah, I can see that. The, I will the story say. of the company I found very interesting. Uh, a lot of the performances were good though. Not to discredit them. Few were phoned in, but I liked this version of Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seeing him clean shaven, kind of shady-ish guy. It was a nice change from just a goofy guy. Yeah. Uh, but I well, I, I expected a giant comedy out of this after watching the trailer and seeing the stills of the suits that he wears. And like, oh, this is going to be a madcap movie. But it wasn't. But it still worked for me. And the thing that I love the most, like just right in that sweet spot, because I remember the hunting down the Beanie Babies, collecting them, being all about like it's just the nostalgia uh, drive of everything of the 90s details. Like, I love that. It hooked me with all that oh, nostalgia sure. stuff. We're walking the floor of the toy shows and we're like, I like recognizing toys. The booths are walking mm. by of things that are like yeah. up and coming. And I like those little touches of <laughs> they felt like they did a pretty good job of showing a lot of stuff like that. of trying to mm. put us in that that zone. There was one weird yeah. shot of there was a wide like flying shot over a city that I'm like, Oh my God, that's downtown LA. And there is supposed to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, I, I recommend that's the 10. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I can see that. Like, what? <laughs> anyways, it, 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 it just, I, I, it, it did a lot. Of, it made a lot of good moves, but then I think it had a lot of missteps too. But uh, now I say, if you didn't watch the documentary, how do you think? Do you think you, you you feel the same way, or you think since you didn't know as much, it'd be all right with you? I don't think it would have changed the pacing of the movie. I wasn't any fair, more or less intrigued That's because true. we kept still. We kept the taking so much time to depict certain things, and I'm yeah. like, okay, this is interesting for a minute, but I kind of like watching him his, abuse his future wife emotionally. Mm. For the third or fourth time, wasn't advancing the story much more anymore. True. Like, and yeah. it's in the same way, like we're not you're not demonizing him much more until we get to the mm. end of the movie. You know, like it, it's Fair I enough. can see we're trying to time all of their stories together. So like they arrive at the same emotional point at the same time, regardless of where they were in the timeline. But yeah, 
I don't know I how sharp the execute like and then and again I don't think every single performance we we got from every cast member was like sure fantastic uh, yeah like there wasn't not everyone like really shown that bright so much as just like fair enough we did the job you know we did the work yeah yeah I I could see that how many uh, slices would you give it. I'm giving Beanie Bubble two and a half slices. I still think it's it's worth a watch. I got some, you got some good stuff out of it, but I, I I feel like especially for the hour and fifty minutes the movie goes, we we, we mm. take a lot of time to get through moments, and I think the non uh, the 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 style of editing we jump around so much. It got a little confusing at times. Yeah, that non-linear editing. I, I like here. I, li- I like the fact that we tried to spend time covering these other, these three women stories. I just wished we heard more of what the stories were and not rushed over sure. some of the biggest details of. It's called the Beanie Bubble. Like this is about Beanie Babies, yeah. not can I finally get married? Will Ty <laughs> Warner finally find a woman <laughs> next time? Yeah, and it, it, I just <laughs> that that it just started to get old. That that stuff. Fair so enough. Fair that's, enough. That's where I, I'm at. With I get that. that. Mm. All right. I I, I would uh, I would give it three slices. So I'm in a similar ballpark. I liked a little more than you, but yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I think uh, we can talk a little bit more uh, about a movie that I, I I know we both enjoyed a hell of a lot more than this. Uh, uh-huh. A movie called They Clone Tyrone. Everything okay in there, baby? Where the money at? I'm an entrepreneur. I work in the spirit of the pimp game. You know your girl gotta know what's going on in these streets. No, get That's the car right there. Bitch. Slick, come on. That make your spider senses tingle. What about that shit he says? Like I'm in the twilight zone. Don't let the back door hit you. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't me. Somebody is conducting experiments on us. Okay, wait, gotta tap on negativity. Go give me some goddamn wet that stumbling through my. You keep your pimp hand raised and be willing to protect the ones you love by any means necessary. I ain't scared. I'm a dope boy, man. Excuse me, kind sir, but if you could pull me to the elevator that leads down to the Fiki Laboratory. I'll be out your atmosphere. Let's get it, man. We're 
on the scene trying to figure out what has happened. Hey, gee, this shit fucked up. They out here cloning this. What the fuck going on in this bitch? That's right. That is the prevailing theory. Oh, man. Yeah, they did. So this. Oh, oh <laughs> man, this this is a great one. This is a modern day black exploitation sci fi movie with a uh, a drug pusher, a pimp and a hoe who right. uncover a big conspiracy happening in their city, uh, a conspiracy of cloning and uh, mind control and uh, just how to go about fucking getting this shit taken care of without Wait. getting taken out by the man. Yeah, yeah. And like before even getting to that last part, you said it's the road of unraveling all of the story. Because oh, just yeah. to say there's cloning, like to just to jump to that part, isn't even doing the movie justice. Oh as no, far no, as, no, 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 oh, no, 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 just, no, no, not, 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 yeah, I'm not knocking journey, down what you for said. Sure. No, I'm. It's it's more the it, it's this movie truly savors just how talented your cast is, just how talented mm-hmm. your your cinematographer was. The, the production designer, the costume designer, everyone was fucking working on point when oh, they made this movie. Oh, and oh, this a hundred percent. Every scene was so entertaining. I um I told Adam, by the way, Toasties, this now is my favorite John Boyega movie. I don't even oh. mind like being shy, like shying away from that fucking part of my review. <laughs> it's just holy shit. It's so it's phenomenal. And then even to say, I think when some people, sometimes when some people hear a modern day black exploitation, there's a lot of assumptions start to get made wow. really fast. But this is a such a good modern version of that tone and the cadence of the movie, the huge both when it's both humor um, and then some fantastical element combined with action. This is that trifecta in that same perfect balance, but translated to a modern audience in the in mm-hmm. the timing and like in and how long we 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 pace the movie out uh of the cast of course the dialogue and the setting and all that but it still has that sort of retro feel with the lighting and some of the costume choices and, and some of the oh, dialogue 100%. too but oh my and god and the uh, cinematography camera uh, editing everything down like it's like Dennis said, said um it's not like a modern it's not like all most modern day black exploitation movies if you're like me and a fan of these old school 70s 60s black exploitation movies and, but then you were kind of let down by the remake of Superfly or the remakes of Shaft sure, yeah. it's a hell of a lot different than those things and uh, this movie t- it knows its lane it stays in its lane and it stays perfectly uh, you get Jamie Foxx as a uh, wildish, outlandish pimp who who is just a cartoon character, but it works so well. You got John Boyega as a drug dealer who isn't the best drug dealer, but he gets shit done. And you got uh, Tayana Paris. I said her name wrong. Uh, fucking um, she's um, uh, Maria Rambo and uh, fucking uh, Captain Marvel. Or the Marvels. You got Kiefer Sutherland yeah. as a fantastic bad guy. Cameo by David Allen Greer as this like preacher. Uh, it's it's like it blends the two worlds or three worlds. It blends black exploitation and modern day things that shouldn't go together perfectly. And then it also blends sci-fi in there just so sweetly. And everything rides this fine line that it goes down. And like even references you got references to spongebob left and right yeah. and that's funny uh like everything like this movie is like 
a little over two hours, but it flies by. And yes. It's it, every moment of it counts. 100%. There's no wasted film here. And it looks sexy as all hell because yeah. like we, we were talking off mic. It has like the film burns. It has like film rails that you're showing. It has like hairs on the projector look. And it, it doesn't look, I know it was it was probably digital, but it looks like yeah. film. And the soundtrack is is like, it's it's a little modern, but it's also old school funk. Oh my god, I, I love yeah. every second of this film. The um, the the we're talking about the I, I mentioned the pacing before. There's something about the fact that it is able to evenly balance the sort of mystery, intrigue, and dramatic elements uh, along with the comedy and the action, and even some of like the gore and the sci-fi parts of it that. It's it never slows down. It's it, I'm always intrigued about what's happening next, whether I'm laughing or I'm just wondering what the fuck are we going to do? Are you how are you writing your way out of this? How are we getting out of this next scene? What are you going to do about the next part? I I just have fun watching every step of the journey, mm-hmm. even if there was one there might have been one or two parts that were like, oh, OK, I can I, you know, I can kind of see that coming. It was still just sure. so entertaining to see it happen that I didn't care about that anymore. And that is a mar- truly a mark of the performances of the people and just how well everyone was, was meshing together when they made this movie. And I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't speak highly enough. <laughs> this is up there for me yeah, this year, I'm, man. I, it's already like this. This is one of my top is, five. Yes. Honestly. Yes. Easily. Same here. Same and here, we here. were saying off mic, this movie should have been played in theaters. This movie is yeah. oh, and I would it would be that. so badass to see on the big screen. I watched it when I was flying home from Comic-Con. I had my AR goggles, glasses on. So it looked like I had a decent-ish screen, but it's not the same. And I had my, my earbuds in, but it's not the same as sitting in a big chair yeah. watching it on like a 200-inch screen. Oh, my God. I would I would pay good money to see this shit on, big screen, on the big screen. And and it it ends. I want to see more of this world. I, I want to know what happens to these characters more. I I just couldn't get enough of it. But if they don't do more, I get it. Why ruin a good yes. thing? You really don't need to. Like that, I, I was talking to Val about that. That I could see Netflix doing a sequel, but you really sure. don't need to. And I kind of hope they don't because it just works so well as it is. Even with that little bit at the end, and I love that justification of the title finally. Mm-hmm. But it's yep. It, it is it works so good and you can you can kind of see where it's going like you, I, that's why i kind of feel like you can just you can just let it be what it is if anything it'd be funny to see other characters in this world or this same cast do another movie a la mm. american horror story i want to see the three of them together again because oh, holy shit their chemistry was on point uh-huh. and i think they they work so well together i would love to watch a movie in a whole other setting whole other context Give me, give me, I want to see them flex completely different muscles, you know, because I know well, they could do it. They've shown they can do it. That's the craziest part. Like you have Jamie Foxx, an Oscar winning actor and performer, and he's giving a wacky out there, amazing performance. And I love the fact that he's taking these risks, doing these like small, odd Netflix movies like this and day shift. Like he he should do more stuff like this. Like it's, you can tell he's just having fun doing it. And John Boega, someone who you kind of think, Oh, this guy's serious. He, he doesn't do this type of stuff, but no, he he does it so seamlessly. He puts that serious tone on it, but he, like you can see he he took, he saw this and he took it and he he made it into that thing that, 
it's it's got his touch on it now. Like now it's this very like gritty, intense, brooding character that is a great, beautiful contrast to Jamie Foxx and uh, and Tiana Paris. Yo-Yo is so fucking great. And the fact that she had to be mm-hmm. the voice of reason so often. Oh, yeah. Like, just, oh my God, you guys! <laughs> having to guide them along. Oh. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, freaking, it, it's just like, you're you're not just getting one version of, uh, of um, John Boyega. He's playing multiple characters, and each character is so intricate and, and, and unique. It, it's, 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 it's fantastic what he's doing here. Yep. And, oh, man. And, and, and the, like you were saying, the set design, the costumes, uh, everything, everything was like top-notch. Heads of department should be like, really satisfied with everything that they did on yeah. this film. This, this should get some nominations. I, I really hope so. I, I would vote I if wish. I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, dude, I, 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 it's, I'm sure it's apparent to the Toasties where we're going to give it high marks, but what, what about you, man? What are, what are you giving this bad boy? I mean, I guess I'll give it four, even though I would give it four and a half, five if we could go that high, but I'm giving it four, the highest Whoa. we can go on, on our Toastmater. I loved well, you know it, man. What? This is I am too. I want to say. I also give it fucking four slices. I love. <laughs> I all. I really love this as well. I like. I said. I. Th- I could see them making more of this, but to be honest, it sound. It stands so well on its own. It's a piece of art as it stands. Like this. Mm-hmm. This is. This is going to be on my list of like 2023. This is a movie to check out right here. Definitely. Definitely. If if you get Netflix, and let's face it, you all pretty much have Netflix. Yeah, Check yeah. it out. Cannot Sign into your I'll fucking watch. cousin's Netflix and <laughs> please, like at least watch this movie before they boot John you. John won't. Johnny Boy won't mind. Fucking uh, <laughs> Sierra won't mind. I don't know. I'm just naming weird names that you could have. Uh, Tyrone himself wouldn't mind if you check it out. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, just do it. And honestly, I don't really rewatch movies often, but I could see myself come back yeah. to this movie a few oh, times. Yeah, me too. Me too. I would, I would watch it. Yeah, finding it's, new it's just nuances, so rich. probably. Yeah. There's a lot of subtlety Definitely. happening, both visually, acting wise, and the dialogue, the story. And it's, it, there's a lot mm. to happening. I, I just, uh, yeah. Please go check this out. Now, I don't think it got nearly enough hype, really. No, 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 not at all. So I'm happy we can cheerlead. I'm happy you liked it too. I was going to feel silly if oh, I liked fuck, it by yeah. myself. Oh but. my God. It's, it's a movie. It was made for us, dude. Like this movie was made for us. It really us. was. <laughs> it totally was. Now, speaking of movies going on and making so many spinoffs and fucking sequels that you don't know how many they're at, I'm going to talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes, it came out a while, a couple of weeks ago at this point. Our lives... Are the sum of our choices. And we cannot escape the past. Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you dearly. The world is changing. Truth is vanishing. War is coming. It's been a long time, friend. You've no idea the power I represent. It knows your story and how it ends. 
the world's coming after you. His fate is written. Shall we write yours too? If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. What's your ultimate objective? Your life will always matter more to me than my own. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. It's not the hottest movie out there. It didn't revive the box office like fucking Top Gun 2 did. But guess what? This was a fun movie here. Dennis, we got our crew back. We got Tom Cruise, Vig Rames, Simon Pegg, uh, fucking uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, and some newcomers like Haley Atwell and Shia Wiggum and some people from other to- uh, Mission Impossible movies. Uh, this, 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 this is a uh, is about essentially there's a, a dangerous weapon which is essentially like an AI that became self aware and wants to take over the world and end humanity. Uh, but it's also able to be held uh, there. There's an arms race essentially for all the countries want it for themselves because they know they can win the next world war with it if they had it so this reason our imf agents into wanting to get it for themselves to destroy it so that it doesn't get in the wrong hands but of course this ai can manipulate everything so it set our guys up now ethan hunt is on the run for doing something that he didn't do of course and he has to like uh, get away from people chasing him with his crew high stakes here oh I, i also forgot to mention uh the the woman that plays uh um, Mantis over in uh, fucking Guardians, Palm uh, Clementif. I'm gonna say her name wrong. She's in it as a baddie, and she doesn't really have any lines, but she's a badass motherfucker in this. Nice. And so, uh, essentially, there's a there's a key. Two parts of the key were uh, kind of separated, so nobody could find it. Uh, one, nobody knows where it is. The other, there there's there's a uh, gonna be a buyer buying it. So our guys have to put on a fake mask and try to get it themselves and we're globe trotting we're essentially ending up with our big set pieces in uh in venice and it's funny when i was in venice i'm like god damn this would suck to film a movie here and then of course <laughs> I, I see a behind the scenes of it yeah chris mccory saying yeah we had to lug our equipment all around these tiny tight alleyways and on fucking boats and i'm like i don't know how they did it but they did it and they fucking top themselves once again big set pieces crazy set pieces uh i i hear there, there there's this big train fight scene that happens i hear there's like a 40 minute version of it like we get like a, a 15 20 minute version but there's like a 40 to an hour version of this fight scene like it's so crazy and over the top i guess it makes sense that it's hard to film 
put this whole story in one movie and it doesn't really drag. It's two hours and 43 minutes. Fuck. It just hits the throttle and keeps going and going and going. And it's hard to tell where it'll stop. And it's, it's a fun ride. I'm going to give mission impossible dead reckoning part one. I gave it three slices of the toast. It's a fun time. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff here, Dennis. Good stuff. There you go. Badass. Word what else you got man. for us, man? Well, this next movie I hadn't watched in months. I saw it uh, back in Sundance, uh, but now it's coming out tomorrow. A movie directed by uh, one of one of my favorite characters from um, WandaVision, uh, good old Randall Park uh, from uh, from the interview from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. He's directed making his directorial debut uh, on a movie that's based upon a graphic novel called Shortcomings. I was practically the only non-white person in my entire high school. And you never felt discriminated against? I definitely did, but not because I was Asian. Because of your inherent bad personality. Exactly. Do you remember that internship that I applied for? What about it? It's in New York. New York is overrated. It's so gentrified now. How many times have you even been there? Are we counting layovers? You always assume the worst about me, and then you end up acting crazy over nothing. I'm not acting crazy, so stop using that word. You're just proving my point. Are you two, like, broken up? We're taking some time off. While the cat's away, the The mouse mouse will play with himself, probably. Can I kiss you? (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little out of practice. It's clear. I'm gonna go to New York. Listen, maybe you could come with me. I thought you came out here to clear your head. I did. And then I met Meredith, and I've been there ever since. So when are you gonna see her? I'm, I'm here to see Miko. She's an intern here. Actually, I'm the only intern here. You have problems with anger, depression, your weird self-hatred. You could benefit from a little self-hatred. Interesting. I know you're going to want to blame this on society or on your race or whatever, but this really is just about you. Is this your rock bottom? What is she doing with that guy? They're being adorable. So, we finally get to meet your mysterious boyfriend. Hello, Ben. Hi. Praise Jesus. Maybe just be honest with him. (laughs) Is anyone sitting here? This is about three different people living in a city. Uh, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, the girlfriend is kind of working uh, on this big film festival, and she gets a chance to, to leave her, her state to go to, to a big city to help the organizer create the festival essentially. And her boyfriend kind of is a fuck up. He runs a movie theater, manages a movie theater and he's just kind of distraught that his girlfriend's leaving, but he kind of looks at it as, Oh, I guess I could kind of maybe possibly get with some other ladies. But then he gets jealous when he realizes, Oh shit, I think my girlfriend might be cheating on me. So he, he kind of goes to the city where this is all taking place. I think it initially starts in uh, San Francisco and ends up in New York where he ends up uh, staying with one of his best friends who kind of enables him. And it's just about kind of coming 
finding you like relying on others uh trying to trying to see if your relationship can withstand the the long distance if uh you really want to be in a relationship at this point there's a lot of little things here it, it's 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 a little indie movie uh it's not as i was expecting more of a comedy like there's definitely laughs in it but it's more of a drama uh okay. but it's definitely okay. an interesting movie um i don't know most of the cast to be honest with you like uh off the top of okay. my head the there's a few people here and there. Like you got the guy that plays uh, Jacob uh, Batalon. Uh, I'm saying I can't say people's fucking names. I can't talk. Uh, the the be- Spider Man's best friend. Uh, uh, no, yeah. he, he's in it. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Simons from uh, Veep is in it. Uh, and then this girl uh, Sherry Cola. Uh, her last movie I loved. Uh, she was in uh, Joyride. And it's 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 a primarily Asian uh, cast, and and it's and it's fantastic cast. Everyone's doing a great job here. Uh, it, it's a fun little movie. I think it's going to be limited release. Uh, it's a, it's a dramedy romance type movie. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half slices of toast. It's 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 fine. Nothing spectacular, but for for a, a future debut, it's uh, it's it's all right. I, I think it's uh, it's it's cool. I wouldn't rush the theater to see it. I, sure. I I'd watch it on VOD maybe. Okay. But, okay. Oh, if you're a fan of the graphic novel, go check it out. Um, How about something a little more graphic? Some little that might might pop off the screen there. Yeah, I got something based on a comic book that's then based off a bastardized version of cartoons and feature films and live action shows and films. Action figures. Oh, the whole gamut here. T-shirts. And to anything else you can think of. Video games. And uh, pies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. We have a very important mission for tonight. We must use stealth and cunning to infiltrate the human world and retrieve Goku. Ooh, okay, Batman. Dude, what? I'm just trying to hype you guys up. Let's go! From Seth Rogen comes a movie that crushes for absolutely every age. Amazing. Insane. All right, tell me more. It's effortlessly cool and visually stunning. It's the most fun you'll have at the movies this year. seems very dangerous. We eat danger for breakfast. Actually, I eat pizza with bits of waffles on it. With the funniest cast ever assembled. Surprise! Yes, bro! Oh, I get it. Enough! Oh, man. You can't stop us. Lock and look. We're the only ones who can do this. I'm awesome. We're brothers. We fight together. We're just getting started. Yeah, she sounded like a leader. I do? Oh, I do! Oh, I sound like such a leader! And you ruined it. Ninja Turtles. Remember, don't let any human see you. movie theaters august 2nd get your tickets now this comes out uh yeah shit tomorrow as well this uh was written and produced by seth rogan and evan goldberg so you're getting uh you're getting a fresh funky take on the uh ninja turtles i feel like a weirdo saying that fresh funky <laughs> fuck me 
Uh, so essentially, this is a new origin story, a new spin on the turtles. Uh, the the beautiful thing here is you're getting turtles who are teenagers, Dennis. The, the the whole premise is they're teenagers, but in all these other renditions, they're pretty much grown adults. But this, they're actually acting like kids. They are kids. They want to be kids. Uh, pretty much. Uh, we find out their origin. We know that already pretty much. And Splinter uh, forbades them from being in the above world. Uh, he lets them go shopping to get out a little bit here and there at night. But they're they're only going to go shopping and come back to the sewer. But, of course, they uh, they want to be out in the world. They, they want to be kids. They want to go to high school. They want to go to parties. That one, one moment they sneak out while they're out to go watch a rooftop movie from afar. They watch Ferris Bueller and they're like, ah, if that's a high school experience. I want to be like that. And it's cool <laughs> seeing like the live action movie playing in this like beautifully illustrated oh, movie. This okay. this this art piece the 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 style of this film is kind of like a painting kind of like unrendered kind of animation but it works it's sexy um it's chock full of pop culture references like always there's shrek references so it wins me (laughs) there's so many other ones and oh my my goodness so pretty much i didn't even get into the plot yet dennis i'm sorry so the plot is I was going to say, you uh, fucking sold me. I like the <laughs> your excitement and the way you're describing your reaction to watching the film alone. is That's what the folks it, are here for. It's refreshing and fun, Dennis. And I don't say that ironically. Um, so pretty yeah. much they're on top of a building playing a realistic fruit ninja. They're they're using their weapons to, to, to fuck yeah. up fucking watermelon. And uh, a throwing star accidentally ends up hitting... April O'Neil in the head, also a teenager right now. Uh, but luckily she's wearing a helmet because she's riding on a scooter and uh, they feel bad. And like they apologize to her. But as they're doing that, someone steals her scooter and they're like, oh, shit, I get. Well, they don't swear. They're like, I guess we got to go help her get her scooter back. And they end up at a chop shop and they fight these guys and they end up winning back her scooter and she shows up and they they give her the rundown of who they are and she wants to write an article on her school newspaper about them uh, because at the same time she was working on an article about uh, this big bad guy named Superfly uh, who is stealing a bunch of uh, scientific equipment and causing a bunch of mayhem and mischief in the streets of New York and uh, because of this the uh, prom was canceled and she wants to figure out who Superfly is and, and stop him and get the prom back on. And this gets the motors running in the turtles heads. They think, Oh shit, this girl says she's not afraid of us because we saved her and got her scooter and helped her. If we can catch this Superfly character, bring him to the police. Maybe the world won't think we're freaks and they'll let us be a part of their world. And we can okay. go to school with them. I like that. Yeah. Motivation. So that's the setup. Yeah. And uh, so they 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 go out and about. They they do this without uh, Master Splinter knowing. And uh, they find out that Superfly is legit a mutant fly voiced by Ice Cube with a ragtag team of other mutant uh, characters. Uh, chock full of crazy characters from the past. You got Rose Byrne, John Cena, Seth Rogen, uh, Wong. Uh, well, he's not uh, Maya Rudolph. Uh, so many people. Other, uh, a lot of other people. Sorry. Uh, so so many and all these wacky characters and it turns out these are essentially the turtles cousins because they were the same mutant gin batch as them and so it's like they 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 gotta fight the urge they they want to know do we want to help the humans or do we want to be welcomed and embraced by your cousins and it's kind of finding the balance between this and becoming heroes 
and finding family and bonding. Uh, it's it's a really fun movie. This has fun music. It has like a 90, 90s to 2000 throwback jams in it. Chock full of pulp, uh, pulp, pulpy uh, references. Oh, man. Everything and more. It's a fun, upbeat action movie. And there's a mid-credit scene that sets up the uh, sequel. And yes, sequel is already... The sequel's already in the works. There's already word that there's going to be a oh, two-season okay. series... Based on this gapping this movie to the to the to the sequel, uh, and it's just a fun time. It, it it is really cool. I saw it in a packed house on a sneak preview, and uh, I think this could be the next big uh, kids movie, possibly. Uh, since Super Mario Brothers isn't in theaters anymore, this this could be a new viable option if you're too old for uh, Oppenheimer and not quite ready for Barbie. I don't know. I'm gonna give it. Three and a half slices of toast, a fun ride, and I can't wait to watch more of this stuff. Badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for yeah. this movie, so I'm, I would like to check this out in theaters. It's going to be after certain other flicks, but I, that, that is sure. definitely on my list. I, and I especially love that art style, too. So looking oh, forward oh, to nice. that one. Only reaffirming yes. what I was already thinking. <laughs> I'm happy. Hopefully my review uh, isn't a whole bunch of shit and everyone's like, you lied. It sucks. Uh, I'd feel bad then. But that's the toast for <laughs> you. Um, uh, well, I was at Comic-Con. I, I got to see the world premiere of a new anime movie that comes out uh, next month in Japan, or I guess this month, since it's going to be August by the time this episode drops. And next year it will come out in America, hopefully. And then there's going to be a series. There's uh, video games. Uh, it, it's based on a manga uh, by the guy that created um, Dragon Ball. Uh, this this movie oh. is called Sandland. おお、この夏最強最悪の悪魔が目を覚ます。この間は夜更かしした上に歯も磨かずに寝てやった。よ、王子。どうだ。かなりの悪だろう。おお。なんたって悪の中の悪。悪魔の王子だからな。昨日な
locate water that only goes to areas that have water sources nearby. But he doesn't know exactly where the bird came from, but he knows there's some water around. And he goes to another like subculture of the town, the outskirts of town where there's creatures living. And uh, he seeks the help of Beelzebos, uh, the, the, the Satan's son, uh, uh, who also is trying to help his people and would love to get water. So it turns out this old uh, curmudgeon uh, sheriff, this wisecracking little uh, son of the devil and his uh, dad's uh, second in command decide to go out and find the water. But as they're doing this, they get in trouble with, uh, with, the, with the king and then the king has an army and they got to like fight the army. They got to evade the army. They got to find water and bring it back to their people. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of laughs. It's, it's an interesting kind of mesh of things like, uh, it's kind of hard to fully explain, but it's something that you kind of got to watch to get And 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 I I do apologize. I know this is a review and I'm like, I can't fully explain it, but it makes more sense if you're sitting down actually seeing it. Um, but it's a fun movie. Uh, like I said, it's coming out in Japan in a couple of weeks and then next year will be out here. Uh, I'm going to give Sandland. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three, three slices of toast. Uh, it's definitely okay. a cool, unique, oh, cool. interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, well, for um, a post-apocalyptic looking thing. Yeah, too. and it has an interesting CG slash hand-drawn look to it at the same oh, time. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's a unique blend. Uh, now, I have two other anime movies I watched this week, uh, previous couple of weeks. Uh, Psychopath Providence, uh, based on an anime. This is the feature version of it. And then another movie called The First Slam Dunk, which is a, uh, a sequel movie to uh, an anime series that ended in 1996. Uh, but I don't have enough time to talk about it on the show. So do yourself a favor and head over to our TikTok at movie underscore toast or uh, search movie toast news and reviews over at YouTube and watch a little review that I made for those movies over there. If you're a fan of anime, definitely hear some interesting takes on those. Uh, but all right, Dennis, I have Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan movie. This is a national emergency. Detonator charge. We're in a race against the Nazis. And I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. They have a 12-month head start. 18. How could you possibly know that? We've got one hope. All America's industrial might and scientific innovation connected here. Secret laboratory. Keep everyone there until it's done. Let's go recruit some scientists. Build a town, build it fast. We don't let scientists bring their families. We'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? Why? How about because this is the most important thing to ever happen in the history of the world? You're the great improviser, but this... you can't do in your head. 
Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. But I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? The world will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. to know what's next. Two. What's next? One. Sweet. As if anybody doesn't know what Oppenheimer is. Um, but it is hey, essentially... You'd be, you would be fucking surprised. I'm sorry, I've got to say. The number of things I've seen in media of like... Really? Who's that? Oprah Winfrey? Oh my God. This, just the fact that people aren't even... There's so many Americans that aren't aware who this man is kind of scares the shit out of me but you know whatever that's not the subject of the show so <laughs> well, i'm not i'm not saying that i honestly had no fucking clue personally because i'm, oh. I'm, I'm well you got learned the movie the movie dennis the movie you should know what the movie is but if you don't that's why you're here and i'm gonna tell you about it there you go it's about the invention of the atomic bomb and the creator of the atomic bomb the scientist j robert oppenheimer we watch as he learns all about the physics and whatnot that goes into this style of science. He has to go to Europe to learn it. He studies with some, some, some great minds. He comes back to America and kind of, we, we see all, all of his whatnot, like more learning and teaching of, of, of his science. And uh, at the same time, there's still a lot of communist style stuff happening. And, uh, Essentially, the government ends up hiring him to make the atomic bomb to beat other countries from doing this so they can essentially win wars and whatnot and be the uh, master country. Well, specifically, uh, specifically, we got to build it before the Germans do, because if the Germans build it first, they're going to use it on the United States. Yeah. And that's their rationale. And uh, it's just interesting. You're watching. uh, It's intercutting with the story of him learning all the, the the science that goes into it, him teaching the science, him philandering, him uh, creating the bomb, and then him being uh, being uh, te- him him being held in court, questioned about his work, and uh, and people that were associated with him 
I don't know, man. I, I This movie is not for me, and I'm sorry. I just can't give an enthusiastic review. Like, it's fine. It's long. It's okay. kind of tedious. It has a fantastic cast. You got Silly Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Alan Eldrick, uh, Jason Clark, fucking Tony Goldwyn. So many people that you know and love. And they're all giving great performances. It looks nice. It's just... I don't know, this isn't my style of of of, of movie and uh okay. but it's a lot of america's uh honestly it's a fine movie it's just i never have any need to see it again and uh yeah i'm gonna give it two and a half slices of toast it was a fine movie uh i would love to when you when you see it to get your take because i i think you might like it more than me you might actually enjoy probably, it like, I, I do find this uh, interesting like yeah. i've already because i've seen the uh it's a fat man and little boy the john cusack movie it's very mm-hmm. much they, they cover a lot of the same now it's a very it's a much narrower slice of time i believe because it's literally mm. just when they start sending the teams out to the uh the facility to start the tests when they build yeah. fat man and little boy and you actually see those detonations but um it's nowhere near in the scale of what the, how this one was made especially, especially yeah. specifically this perspective because they they jumped around a few different uh a few different people in that one so I, I yeah, I, I'm very, very much looking forward to still view, viewing this one. Yeah, um, it's, I, I get like, that. it's, it's a specific I, thing. I, mean, but I think it's important for people to see, too, in that this is sure. This is a not so uh, a not so great point in American history that we need to be very aware of as to 100%. really be sure whether or not this is something we should be facing again. Like really remember what this means, you know, it, it does have you question uh, certain aspects of things. And uh, I will say. I'm I'm not a giant fan of the nonlinear edits here as well. Uh, it relies so heavily oh, on a score. The the music is never ending. It's pulse racing music throughout 99% of this movie. The sound is over the top loud and explosive. I don't know if it's because I saw it in IMAX, but it was just not necessary to have so loud a movie and such a, a, a scrolling musical orchestra behind the whole thing. But I will say... I mean, it's it, like you said, it's important history here. Uh, I will say I, I love the fact that they don't paint him as a good man. They paint him as a flawed man, as, mm-hmm, as, as sure. every person really is. I feel like most movies would have made him look like a great guy. No, they, they show him being a shithead, but they show him being smart and they show him getting the job done, which I appreciate right. that. But no, just just not fully for me. Yeah, yeah I, I think anyone that ends up realizing what what they're a part of and truly like the the gravity of of what they're what they're working on to that scale you, you ain't gonna be nice like you, you're probably not gonna be the most pleasant person so i appreciate that it sounds like that they're trying to present someone as human as possible yeah as and all and i will say uh ceiling gives a uh, perfect performance but i really would have loved to have seen jim parsons from the big bang theory do it because i feel like the whole time i was picturing him like i was like interesting nail this role it'd be a nice stretch for him i mean sure he's done the whole nerdy science but to be a bad boy of science it'd be interesting but like i said Celine's pretty dang good nice nice yeah yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, but let's end on a hopefully brighter note for me, a brighter note. I don't know. I, I, I have not got your take of this next film yet. <laughs> I want to set us I, up. I, uh, yeah. How about I set us up for it? The other half of the massive release that came that same week, that would be Barbie. 
Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned. Just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and planned choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights. Diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. You guys ever think about dying? When my heart some things have been happening that might be related. When my world Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am to Closer I am to I'm coming with you. Okay. This is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even if nobody else along. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. Can I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. Is Bobby if you still in doubt? So this is the uh, this is the review of the other film that came out that week. That would be Barbie uh, for the, of the Barbenheimer double release. Um, so this is... It's a very... Very interesting story here in that we are seeing a world where the the Barbie toys, essentially, they live alongside humans on planet Earth, but in their own special place called Barbie Land. It is, it is, a, it is a physical place. They actually can travel between, uh, but, it, but it's sort of like, a, I guess, a magical path. It's, it, it's very specific. Um, the, the Barbies and the Kens are living in Barbie land in their incredible Barbie world. And it, every day is amazing and it's all pink and perfect and sunshine and nothing ever goes wrong except one day Barbie wakes up and uh, you know, maybe we start thinking about death a little bit. This is not normal for a Barbie. Of course, everyone thinks something's wrong. Come to find out there is a symbiotic relationship uh, the, the Barbies present in this land are actually representative of the Barbies being played with out in the real world by actual human beings. There is, there is an emotional connection that exists. And we, we've come across this, our particular Barbie played by Margot Robbie, that she's starting to sense some of the other side of her Barbie's owner 
that they're, they're having these feelings that just are translating to her and she, they're not sitting well with her. She needs to go settle this. She needs to make the world right again. Uh, Ken wants to come along and give her a hand because without, without <laughs> Barbie, there is no Ken. Uh, Ryan Gosling needs to, needs to go can it up with her and w- without any real grasp as to really what's happening so much as he just needs to be there. And they come to the human world and see a whole other side of things. What, what they thought was perfect, the impact that they thought they were having on everyone else is quite the opposite. And this is truly where the charm of the movie, I think, comes from, in that we are living in a world that has coexisted with Barbie as we know her today. This is our impression of the toy as we see it in our, like, us, our real life. And I love that this is how we're reflecting it back into this fantasy world. Um incredibly unique story i i never would have guessed this is how this is going to work i mean we heard this is like right. barbie coming into the real world but holy shit i was taken aback this 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 was very interesting right out the gate um yeah i i mean man i just to jump right into things i gotta say again uh art department guy i Fucking love these sets, man. This would have been oh, dude, so cool to work on. They're so, it was so unique. And the fact that they made these vast, huge scale sets that are seamlessly flowing from one place to the other. Yeah. And then, and then I, I mean, my sisters had several of the toys I saw depicted in this world, in the Barbie land like world, that to see it like full human scale was really awesome. They, they built mm-hmm. these things like one for one to how a lot of these toys were actually depicted. Uh, and that was really yeah. cool. And, they really and they, they included out. everybody. They they had a pregnant Barbie. They had a handicapped Barbie. They had a mermaid Barbie. Any type of Barbie you could think of, they had in this. And like when they're leaving uh, Barbie Land, going to the real world, or vice versa, they're all in these different styles. You get like space Barbie. You get like uh, car roadster Barbie. You get camper van Barbie. And all right. these like cool things in like practical sets i just gotta say mention those sets were all hand painted you're Mm -hmm. actually seeing these two-dimensional like flats uh, all of these all those layers all hand painted by people that's someone's job was to paint those fucking things so before you brush that off to cg and stuff folks this this movie so many hands made this movie and holy shit speaking to that point there was a pink paint shortage because of this movie because they were pretty much oh my god (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> here in LA, it was so bad. You, it, it, like it literally consumed a lot of LA. It was that hard to find pink paint. <laughs> but oh man. oh man, it's and like it's it visually looks like toys come to life, and it's kind of like a, a live action modern day, even though it was modern day at the time, version of the Lego Movie in a way. Everything is awesome to everything's perfect, uh, and, and and thing that we didn't even touch base on. Uh, Barbies and all all the Barbies, the ladies through the world. It's all about lady power. But then once we get to the real world, we find out that it's a patriarchy style power. And well, yeah, kind that's of out of place it, and men rule the world. That's, 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 that's more yeah, in sure. like that. It's that comment of how our the, the, um, I guess I wasn't that specific on that point so much as the it's well, I guess. The, yeah, you don't want to spoil the, the, the con- the, you know, eh, maybe. But yeah. that, that not comment about of big- whether or not the just how the world evolved with, with their existence in there. Because unfortunately the mm. side effect of Barbie existing was sometimes negative things. And immediately they're hit with, she's hit with that as soon as she's transported to Venice, which I thought was hilarious. Immediately started laughing out oh. loud. I recognized that graffiti uh, within like mm-hmm. half a second. 
Um, it's, and that's and what's I love how Barbie gets gets arrested, sent to uh, jail multiple times. <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking and like when when I heard Will Farrell's playing the uh, the head of Mattel, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be a super asshole dickhead. But no, he was kind of a wacky, crazy figurehead. It was interesting. Right. It's, it's, it's some, an enthusiastic uh, person that it's like they want to be a part of the good part of what's represented here, but they don't always understand or they they often miss the mark on what it is they're truly aiming for. They don't, you can't get it. Mm. It's in a board full of men and they're trying to design this toy that's supposed to, like trying to empower the next generation of girls. And <laughs> it doesn't always but work. Don't worry. There, there were, there, there were two that. ladies at Mattel at one point in time. So, so that's all good. They, 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 they love the ladies there. He said sarcastically. <laughs> it, it, I, I think, okay. The misnomer with this one, I think some people make the mistake of, it is a Barbie movie, therefore it must either be a little girl movie or a, a family, young children oriented film. When this it's is a little bit of everything. First. Oh, I was going to say. Know, I, I feel like it hits. Far it, from it's that. hit so many demographics. I think. Like, I mean, yeah. yes, it's not really a girl movie. It's not like a child's movie. Your comparison, yeah, every, that's what I'm, that's what I was going to get. Is your comparison to Lego? I would kind of. I couldn't finish the Lego movie, dude. It's. I think no. a lot of it is skewed because this the movie skewed younger. Sure, Barbie is yeah. really not. We're taking elements of something that I think is identifiable by a younger audience. But even that first True. scene of showing the little girl's evolution of playing with dolls, that's a mm-hmm. reference to a movie those kids would never understand. Yeah, most people I'm apparently sure there's that a, flew over their heads. There's a lot of Kubrick uh, references in this movie, apparently, which goes above a lot of heads. Yeah, right. it's crazy. And, that's honestly the thing that impressed me most is that they were not afraid to shy away from making this for the audience that truly is going to be mm-hmm. the one showing up to watch this. It's true. There's, there's jokes. There's fun things kids are going to get, but a lot of it they're not. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of the movie is going to sail right over the kids' heads, except for the most <laughs> basic elements of it. And I yeah. think what, what's, it, what I think is kind of neat is maybe this will inspire some discussion is like the this is what it's like, you know, there are things that are being Mm -hmm. discussed here. It's like, this is what happens to people as they grow up. Yeah. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta face these, this stuff. And Mm -hmm. if we work, if we look at it the right way, if we work on it the right way, we can change the right things. We can all coexist on this planet. We don't have to be one in charge of the other. It's actually like, (laughs) most importantly, can I, can I do beach? Can I, can I just be beach? It's like, but, but is there beach? I don't know. Can I beach there? No, no, no. I, I'm not a lifeguard. I, I do no, beach. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was so I like, Fucking oh, Gosling is fantastic as, as this Ken. And I love that we got fucking Shang-Chi and the villain from Secret Invasion as Ken's. I'm sorry. Uh, but Alan is probably oh, my favorite. Alan fa- is my fucking favorite, yes. I'm never getting yeah, out of here. When he, gets to do, <laughs> when he gets a little bit of uh, Scott Pilgrim-style action, oh I was like, God. go for Alan. Just the background. Just He's just beating the shit out of everybody in the background. And he's got, it's like he's got his fucking eyeliner on. on Alan. That's <laughs> so wonderful. Oh, Nobody would miss me if I was gone. <laughs> it's, Michael Cimarron was made for that role. Oh, my God. And, and to go, yeah. This movie, as you're saying, it is brilliantly casted. I mean, top to bottom. All of the other Barbies and Kens you see in the world, oh. too, they're so good at playing their part and making that mm-hmm. part of the world come to life. It's over the top, but it's supposed to be. 
I mean, it's it's a fucking Barbie movie, right? The, yeah. the fact that they took it this direction is was very impressive. And hats off to well, you, Greta Gerwig and everyone else. <laughs> My God, yeah, her her and her husband Noah Noah Baumbach wrote a fantastic script. She executed it well. I'm very intrigued though to to know what the other version would have been if we got the Jun, uh, J, Juno Temple. Uh, sorry, the fucking Diablo Diablo Cody, Diablo Cody. Uh, oh Amy Schumer movie. Like it just sounds like it would not be as fun. Like it probably would have been interesting, but not as. It good makes as this sense one. why this one's gone this direction though. Because it's like yeah, if you were yeah. hiring Amy Schumer and uh, Diablo Cody to write a, a, a fucking Barbie movie, it sounds like the studio is okay with some reinterpretation of mm-hmm. what's happening, and that's exactly what's happening here. I mean, I like, and, you know, I grew up with Barbie around me in my life, so I've seen that sort of stuff and the impact it can have on people. Uh, sure, this movie owned every bit of what that name means, I think, and they did a great job of yeah. not shying away from what that represents the the impact it's had good and bad and for the best possible and we haven't even <laughs> talked about the mother-daughter uh, relationship with america ferrara and uh, ariana uh greenblatt the, those two were phenomenal and yes. the, the monologue oh, america got was fantastic like they they both sold the human version of of, of the world perfectly and they they then kind of meshed into barbie land kind of nicely too i think Oh yeah, it's it, it. It still lived in its space of being this. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a family movie. I just think it's like, yeah, a little bit older. It's the you know the family with teenagers oh, yeah. in it. I so mean, much more than like fuck, the when when kids. when we got to uh, the Venice Beach, uh, some people were catcalling her. It's like, sir, I don't have a vagina, and he doesn't have genitals. I have all the genitals, and then oh, I have all of the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and like just the, the the subtle thing or her going to the gynecologist well, or here for the, like the so many things are like oh my god that's fucking hilarious um no that was oh, it's, it's it's they did so, that that's where i i can praise the movie in that it has so artfully approached all of these subjects and executed them in a way that is both palatable and i think it really kind of makes you think or it should if you aren't thinking about these things or for these fucking idiots who are up in arms about this movie who cannot mm-hmm. fucking understand what this movie's about clearly need to fuck off that i'm sorry that just pisses me off the the you psychopaths who think this is some uh, whatever you know what fuck that i don't leave it leave that in i don't mind being a little fired up about that because <laughs> that this movie is getting some heat it does not deserve and if you're that close-minded and closed off then don't fucking watch it fine and like, and if you did see the movie and you feel that way, clearly you didn't make it to the very end of the movie when yes. when everything's yeah. There there is definitely a, a very important thing that happens at the ending for for the good of everything. Um, but you know, I will say, speaking of the good of everything, this this and Oppenheimer are saving the box office right now. They're killing okay. it. This this is like. Uh, this is uh, like something forever. This is an event movie. Like people are selling out. Everyone's wearing hot pink. Although, let me tell you, these fuckers never probably wore hot pink often enough in the real world before this movie. I like to say I was rocking my Golden Girl hot pink shirt for a while and a hot <laughs> pink night shirt for a long time. Fuck everyone else. I had to fight the urge because I'm like, I'm not going to be like these sheep. But no, I will say it's just fantastic to see all these people coming out and celebrating yeah. like this film and, and how. How much money it's made and how people are it's it's representing everybody in the world like 
and nobody's like should be dissuaded from this and like yes i get it went up against oppenheimer hey Guess what? It did better than Oppenheimer. Who gives a fuck? If it's, it's getting it's, people to talk. It's, it's getting people to see. It's do better than Mario yeah. Brothers. I'm saying, like, yeah. come on, man. Like, that is, this thing is a juggernaut. Killing it. Like, just yeah. opening night alone, I think it made like $20 million. And then it skyrocketed throughout the whole weekend. It's still killing at the box office. This is what we needed. And, like, oh, fuck God, yeah. it would be nice to have more. And it, it, the beautiful thing is, I know they probably might make a sequel or whatnot, but in, in interviews, uh, Greta Gerwig is like, I'm not focused on any of that. I just want to make the best no. movie I can and focus on that. And it's like, it should, let's hope it's, have- especially the way it ends. It's same, same thing with uh-huh. uh, the clone Tyrone. Honestly, it would mm-hmm. just be better off the way, the way we part ways. It's beautiful. That's what it should yeah. be. We don't need to keep 100%. coming back and seeing these same faces. Cause that's kind of the point when, where mm-hmm. we arrive on things. I, that it, if anything, it, it will uh, dilute some of the messaging. I feel if we have to come back and, you know, if we see Ken yeah. again, if we see, you know, it's like, I don't care. The whole point is, yeah, anyways, doing without yeah. undoing, without spoiling all that stuff, but it's, I, <laughs> I, it stands up so well on its own. Mm-hmm. Mattel, go make another, some, for another toy. Go do another toy. I mean, toy hey, game. dude, don't worry. I mean, we're getting the toys, man. This is the, they're the new uh, fucking superheroes. Uh, Vin Diesel announced he's rocking, socking robot in it. And, uh, uh, we, I mean, we get the magic eight ball movie. We're getting, we're getting so much shit, man. But hey, why not give it a shot? And like, it's funny. Like you had to wait for a while to see this. I, I tried seeing it. Well, no, I didn't try seeing this. I tried seeing Oppenheimer, but both movies were sold out. Like, the opening night. I, I went to the drive-in to see this with Legally Blonde because apparently that's a good double feature. I guess it makes sense. But mm. uh, normally I show up and there's a lot of open spots. I showed up early enough and it was hard finding a good spot to park oh, a car in. Like, and, and, and seeing, going to the movies even up until this morning, people are going all like all days, like weekdays. Right. I've gone to the movies multiple days. All the over the place. Days. Everyone's flocking to this, and it's like good. They should more word of mouth of this should get out there. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half slices of toast. Uh, I don't know. How about <laughs> you? I we don't have to stop talking about it. But nice. no, no, no. I, I too am giving it three and a half slices of toast. It, it is a very well told story. Uh, everyone's very entertaining. You keep it visually interesting. The other thing that would mm-hmm. keep me from giving it a full four slices is I honestly think there's a few scenes you kind of like shorted yourself. You trim a little you were bit. Telling yeah such a beautiful story and you did it so artfully to then have it hand like to stop down and start hand feeding beat by beat what honestly i felt got a little i i felt like wow i'm not that stupid i just watched this whole movie why are you the first act and the second movie you know the Mm -hmm. scene the second speech i'm like duh i'm like fucking obvious we didn't need it because the first time we saw it was beautiful, and I knew who she was. Like uh-huh. I got who she was. I understood. Yep, but I it guess was subtle you know, enough. As 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 uh, my better half says, there's a lot of dumb people that go to the movies. So sometimes they gotta just hand that over to you. Uh, sure. I think it would be better if they didn't. I think yeah. If you're smart enough to understand the message of the movie, you should be smart enough to not have every little <laughs> plot point hand fed to you. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, it's funny because that's right around the same point that I'm like. I feel like this movie kind of took a little bit of a left turn, like right before the the end of the second act. It just got a little like, okay, we kind of lost a little bit of the magic and and we're having to really feed the audience stuff. But I mean, it works. Val's right. I mean, not everyone's going to fully get it, but hey. At least they're doing their due diligence so people understand what's happening, I guess. Yeah, it's like if it wasn't clear... 
here's what we're doing. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, please, uh, folks. Oh, if this, if this oh. is that second wind, go check it out for the love of God. And the, that was, the Helen oh. Marin uh, voiceover. Oh, I love yes, it. She was wonderful. Calling out all the stuff and like just everything about it fantastic and lizzo's song the song at the beginning <laughs> yep. the second day it the second changes yep. oh girl are you okay <laughs> and the the f-bomb dropped in the movie perfectly oh, placed and oh, oh, oh. and and censored oh my uh, god and, yeah oh just and that it's moments like that those little touches it's mm-hmm. it's, it's the scattering of so many wonderful gems of moments all over the place i pfft, it's the movie's fantastic. I just they did a, such a good job. I would like to get a nice cold uh, beer brewski and uh, watch brewski the movie beer? again. Would you brewski like a beer? Only if it's in my, uh, my 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 dojo. Uh, what the, fuck? the mojo? Oh my god, mojo dojo casa ca- casa mojo. Do- oh fuck, I, I forget. <laughs> you, you know you don't have to say casa or dojo. <laughs> They're all house. <laughs> say say it all at once. It sounds cool. Yeah, really so does. many fun, random, ridiculous lines thrown out in this movie. But a lot of the characters. Beat you, I'm gonna beat you off. I'll beat both of I'll you off. off. You don't even I'll know how to beat you yourself one off. by one. <laughs> oh my god. And just like the, the, the feud with the different like Ken's like feuding about like different things and like for pining for stereotypical Barbie's attention. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and we didn't even talk about a uh, weird Barbie, man. Oh, oh so Katie McKinnon. Was so, oh, she was fantastic. great. She was great. Yeah. The, uh, I, everyone we've, we've quoted a few times that do you ever think about death? <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard when she delivered and just Margaret Robbie's delivery. It's just so honest and mm-hmm. just so on I didn't say that. I meant death of oh god, I yeah. It's definitely the greatest day ever. <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking about death anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, man. Yep. Yeah, I just it, it was uh, a gem. That was good stuff. I well, bet folks. you watch it again, you'll pick up on more things. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. I will definitely right. be watching it again. Would definitely. Oh, yeah. like, this is uh, probably good call seeing this before Oppenheimer. I, I think yeah. this should have came first. <laughs> Although, if you see it back and forth, I'd watch Oppenheimer first and then brighten my day up with Barbie. But that's go. just there me. I don't know. I, I'd probably do the same. I'd do the same. I'd need some brightness after all the the dank. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, folks, I mean, like, <laughs> like I've heard me trying to get to. That was a lot of toast. This is a hefty one, but it's long overdue, and I'm glad we're able to deliver some hot, hot slices of movie reviews mm-hmm. for you. And uh, hopefully we point some out to you that uh, you're into. Maybe yeah. maybe you like making your own movies, though. Huh? Maybe? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe like, you got Ooh, some short, short films? films? Yeah. <laughs> oh, where, where, where are you going with this? You're going over to filmfreeway.com and you're going to submit to Movie Toast the Festival. Our third annual festival is happening this Ooh. December. It'll be online, it, happening internationally. You just got to log into mm-hmm. YouTube. You'll be able to watch the live stream with us, yeah. the Movie Toasters. We'll have a live chat open and we're going to share all of these wonderful flicks submitted by you. Whoa. But there is a quickly closing window for you to still submit. Mm-hmm. So please come over to filmfreeway.com. Uh, whatever you, whatever genre you have, but please, it's a short film festival. I'd like to remind some of you. 
15 minutes or less, please. We don't want to steal your we don't want to take something that's going to be 20 minutes to an hour and a half to three hours because we'll take your money, but we'll feel oh, bad. We're getting fucking we'll disqualified you with that with your entry fee. Don't you fucking worry about that. <laughs> well, Just we kidding. we're not making money off of this thing. No, we it's don't. all going into the festival. We lose. We're gonna we're gonna it's we're gonna you. get it nice and edited. We're gonna we're gonna make a nice and by we Dennis is gonna make a nice golden toaster because oh, if boy. I made it, it would look like a second grader made it. Oh man, that's really why I do this every year. It's because I like making that toaster. I know, I know. <laughs> Toast a trophy. Could be yours, but you first got to submit to our festival, filmfreebie.com, Movie Toast, the festival. And like I mentioned earlier, folks, we're on all the fucking social medias, X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X. YouTube, you name it. Oh, it's a fucking, uh, what's that new one? Uh, threads. We're all, we're everywhere. Follow us, Cords, check us out. Lines. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we get a uh, fucking little cups and we put, uh, like Dennis is saying, cords. We'll talk to you by ear. Yeah. But no, uh, <laughs> I, I see a lot of movies uh, throughout the two weeks in between recording. But I like to record a little mini review to wet your whistle a little bit to lead to this show. So you can get a firsthand accountant of a movie that just came out if you check us out over on YouTube, TikTok, or Reddit. Not Reddit. Fuck Reddit. Screw Reddit. We have one, but it's not updated. Instagram. That's the one. Uh, Yeah. Just uh, we're at movie underscore toast at most of those places. Search for movie toast news and reviews. You'll find us there. We're on all the platforms. You're already listening to us. So I don't got to tell you that. Um, If you stumbled upon us accidentally. Thanks. Uh, If you made it this two and a half hours. Thanks. Uh, But if you don't want to check us out on the socials, if you don't want to fucking submit your short films, could you could you leave us a review over an Apple podcast? Let us know what works, what doesn't work. Tweet at us. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. You agree, you disagree, what you think about. I will say the most chatty of the audience is over on TikTok, and I love it. And I, 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 I'm not a tween girl. I didn't think I'd like it, but I really dig it. But Dennis, if they don't want to do any of that mumbo jumbo, what the fuck should they do? I don't know. Well, Ken, you know, you can always go and stay toasty. What a stack. Toasty golden brown stack. stack. Big stack. Um should we should we should we walk around this fucking Balboa Park and try to find uh try to find Chris for walking? Because I mean he seemed pretty angry earlier, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I got all this one called. I got all these breadcrumbs we can go see if he wants to feed a duck or something. Oh yeah, that'd be good. He'd like that. He's a big duck feeder.
I can see that. Uh, little do you know, he, he told me once that he auditioned to play Howard the Duck before it was even turned into a movie or whatnot. Uh, he just dressed up like a duck and was uh, drinking martinis over on the Venice boardwalk and uh, trying to hope someone would, would, would really say, that's what I need. I need Funny this enough. guy and I need this movie. Actually, he was given the script for the Mighty Ducks, and he was he was preparing for Gordon Bombay, and mm. took a very unique approach to the role. And it just so happened the producer for Howard the Duck was walking by and thought, "Hey, I'm not casting you either." But Lucas, oh. fuck. Well, you win some, you lose some. I guess he's I had a pretty good career, so he didn't lose out. I guess. Oh shit, we're still recording. I thought we were off mic. I'm sorry. All right, stay toasty, y'all, if you're still listening.